0: He's Achilles Zuri. I'm Reggie Bailey. This is Books of Pop Culture. Achille, how you feeling? Man, blessed
1: and highly flavored. You know, the usual. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I just made it back to the crib. I got some good, high-quality H2O here. Uh, the locks got rained
0: on, but they looking even more lockalicious. Word. You know, things are going Word. good, man. How about hey, yourself? A little rain never hurt nobody, man. Just a little water, <laughs> right? um Mm -hmm. i can't complain i can't complain i'm good um i'm in album mode man i'm ready to pot yeah we got got something to talk about today
1: word word um,
0: you know first time listeners last time listeners the fellowship everyone in between um you could be anywhere in the world but you are here with us we do not take that lightly so thank you uh truly for taking the time uh to join us today YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. There's a lot of places that you can either watch or listen. Um, Wherever you're doing it, subscribe, follow, like, comment, and definitely share with your friends, your family, your community, whether it's on your social media, whether it's a whisper, whether it's a phone call, a text, doesn't matter. Just let someone know that you're enjoying what you're seeing. Um, One of the communities I shout out in the beginning was the Fellowship, and the Fellowship is Books of Pop Culture's amazing Patreon community. It's a community that Achille and I biasly and objectively believe is the best in bookish communities. By choosing to support BAPC via joining the fellowship, you support the most dynamic of duos in the bookish landscape. You receive access to bonus BAPC content each month, and you get us one step closer to doing books of pop culture for a living. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash books of pop culture. A dope thing that we do each month is read and discuss a book as a community as well. Our August pick is We Cast a Shadow by Maurice Carlos Ruffin. I actually don't have my copy with me right now. <laughs> uh, do you yeah. have your copy with you, Akil? Oh, yeah, um, Stop
1: playing with me. We, we cast, cast a out Shadow.
0: Yeah, it does. Shout out. <laughs> shout out, Theo, man. Three star mm-hmm. Theo. Theo reads. We yes, Cast yes. a Shadow. That episode will be airing on September 1st, 2022. And then our September pick, I actually don't have this book on me either, Kelly. If you do for the visuals, um, Ooh, see, The see, Known see. World by oh, Edward how... P. Jones. Oh, what's that? We do have it. it. Word shout out I to you. Plan me today. The Known World by Edward P. Jones is our September pick, and the episode where we discuss that will be airing on September 29th, 2022. So, just a quick recap our August pick is We Cast a Shadow by Maurice Carlos Ruffin, the episode of which will air September 1st of 2022. The um, October, no, that's the August pick, sorry. August pick will air on September 1st. And then the September pick, The Known World by Edward P. Jones, will air on September 29th of 2022. You can get your copies of We Cast a Shadow and or The Known World and or any other book you're interested in by going to bookshop.org shop. Slash books of pop culture. So today we're, we're doing a, a first around these uh, books of pop culture parts. Well, the first in, in in like podcast land, you know, we used to do stuff like this. You know, when we were on Instagram live, but we have um we have a special guest co-host today. We yes. have, you know, chanelo E. Kim, who y'all need to know about. Okay. Um, she, she's a, she's a killer in the, um, in the social media space, whether that is Instagram book talk, whether that's, we need diverse books, you know, I mean, she, she doing work out here and, um, you know, Chanello, you know, um, you know, I think the world of you, so I ain't going to like, you know, brag for too long, but I want to give you a chance to, you know, let people know how awesome you are as well. So, um, you know, first I'll say, I'll ask how you doing. And, I'll also ask for you to maybe just share a little bit about yourself with uh with our with our listeners.
2: Yeah, well, I just want to say thank you, Reggie and Akili, for having me on. It's always a blast to like be around y'all. Um, yeah, so Chanello, I have a bookstagram called Interested in Black Books. You know, follow me on there. That's my main platform. Um, trying to get into BookTube. I did a couple videos there, and I fell off, but I'm trying to get back in. book talk i'll get into that in another time i don't know about book talk y'all so i'll just say that i have a book talk i don't necessarily post on book talk um Mm -hmm. how am i doing i just came back from a friend who graduated from howard law so that was super exciting um and just like seeing her family like we're just really close we did mock trial in high school we've been friends since middle school and so i just love seeing her um so that was nice. And then, you know, just, I had to work today. It kind of sucked, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm currently reading. Um, I want to talk about it because I actually think it's interesting. Yes. So my new craze is auto-fiction. I think Reggie, I was telling you this on the phone. Yes,
0: you, asked, you I'm, were.
2: I'm obsessed with auto-fiction because I feel like that's how I would write if I were an author. Like I would just take my life and switch up some things. So I'm reading The Novelist by Jordan Castro. It's an indie mm-hmm. um, published book. And it's basically about him trying to write his book, but he gets distracted by the internet. So he goes on Twitter and it really talks huh. about the compulsion of social media. So he'll be like, I need to write this book. And then he'll hop on Twitter and like retweets and he'll be like, fuck, I need to write this book. Um, and it's just mm. really interesting i think um and then just it being auto fiction is like the kind of new craze i feel like right now so that's that's my life that's what i'm doing
3: yeah
0: so like what was your craze before auto fiction
2: i've always been like a contemporary fiction girl like just whatever is like contemporary adult fiction i like particularly like you know female character based like things that relate to me um, when I was much younger, I think I've said this before, I was super into fantasy. I don't know why I can't read fantasy anymore. Like, sometimes I can, but it just doesn't. Like, the last fantasy book I read was Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But other than that, I just, you know, I just pretty much read, like, Black contemporary or just contemporary fiction in general. Yeah. Uh, like, after this novel, I think I'm going to read uh, Nightcrawling.
3: And then mm-hmm. I'm also going to read
2: you told me to read reggie was um remove this post or what's the phone?
0: yeah we had to remove this post remove i started this- i started that already too okay you know, was- i'm a few pages in you know i can't say too much but we had to remove this post it is interesting just because like like it's it's interesting especially for today because there's like legal issues involved
2: oh gotcha. right
0: in terms of like content moderation right Yeah. So there's some stuff that the narrator is saying, you know, hey, you know, I can't say this part, but I can say this and I'm only going to tell you once because I don't want no parts of this. Yeah. You know, so I I like it already.
2: Okay. That's good. Yeah.
0: And, you know, translated literature too. So.
2: Yeah. Actually, speaking of posts getting taken down, Instagram recently took down my post for bullying and harassment.
3: What post? post
2: It was a comment, so it's hard to explain, but there was this like movement on Tumblr when I was growing oh. up called Art Ho. So someone had commented, oh, your post is giving Art Ho. So I was like, yes, Art Ho. it mm, was
3: a wrap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thinking I was calling something a ho. And I, I filled my pace and I lost and they were like, if you yeah. want to appeal it again, let us know. And I'm like, I don't know how I can, like, you're not you're even letting me they, say they, anything. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. But
1: yeah. Yeah, it's going to keep doing it because I've tried, I've been, I've gotten posts taken down a few times. Really? Uh, Facebook well, is the worst. Yeah. Oh, Facebook really? is the wor- worst. Yeah. I've gotten a post, um, you know, uh, for music before. Uh, I think if the music suggests people, like, you know, do bad things, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, they, they take it down or they uh, will take it down from the, you know, fr- it'll stop you from being able to make money from it via real. Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, just anything, you know, you could be like butthead on Facebook mm-hmm. and it'll be a wrap.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what yeah. I see racist posts every day. Yeah,
1: no, they don't take none of that down. They don't, don't take none you- of that down. You're they don't to be- no time. Breaking down manifesto pages, none of
2: that. No, you can literally Just say, yeah. "Kill all women, kill all black people." Nothing will happen to you. But if you yeah, say, "Like ho," oh, you're done.
0: There's you're a, done. a wrap. We don't want that in here. So remember, remember when? So the the post I never had a post second down from Instagram, although. Instagram has told me on numerous of our IG lives because, you know, I start with the instrumentals that, oh, hey, this God. this can't be seen in this country or that country mm-hmm. or that country, right? Mm-hmm. But on TikTok, I had a post muted because when I clipped up a Van saying he wasn't listening to no new niggas like uh, oh, for the damn. summer, yeah. TikTok was like, oh, you know, this violates our policy and this and that. So I was like, I better not see no niggas over All on right. TikTok because if oh, I yeah. do – then that's a problem.
2: Yeah. TikTok,
1: TikTok does the same thing. You can't you have to say uh corn star. You no, yes, you have to say that, yes. yeah. You ain't getting none of that passed done. It's a wrap. Yep, <laughs> yep,
2: yep. Like,
0: how old are we? <laughs> hey,
1: wait, it's so wait, so funny. So you're
2: you're getting into the book talk space then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you just get over there, you just you know, you put the book up and you 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 feign emotions and they follow you. It's great.
2: You, I like, you like
1: it you like it better I, than uh, bookstagram not at all i'm just there <laughs> literally i yeah i'm just there so i won't get fined you know it's just like <laughs> you'd be like this book is so good so good good so
3: follow oh me
1: on God. instagram and then you know
3: <laughs> it's, a wow, it's a That's like...
1: don't go over there trying to talk about the book for real because they're not going to like it. They're not going to view it. You need to get over there, and you say, this cover matches my, this cover is, look at this. (laughs) And yeah, all good.
2: (laughs) I love that. I love that. That is sick. It kills me. But if you can do it, I can do it, I feel like. I just need to myself.
1: Mm -mm, Put it on there and leave. That's what I do. Put it on yeah. there. Leave. And I don't leave. just be yeah. like <laughs> yeah.
0: no, that's one thing I yeah. could say about TikTok is I definitely see how like it traps people it has people like just spending numerous, you know, amounts of time on there just because it's yeah. it's just so fast moving to kill and I've talked about that a lot, just how chaotic it is over there. Um and I'm not mad at it, you know, people like chaos, people love chaos, man. You know, so yeah. that, that anyway. Um and if kid, it,
2: spreads, if it spreads the love of reading, like I said, you know. I'm down for more book platforms, period. So yeah. even if I might not love the format.
3: Yeah,
0: no, that's fair. That's that's real. That's real. And I agree with you. Yeah. And and, and speaking of reading Achilles, you um mm-hmm. you had the Mississippi Book Festival this weekend, man. Um, yes. tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about that, man. You are a moderator uh, for debut authors. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure other things happen. Just uh, whatever you can share
1: yeah you know it's 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 so interesting because you know i've been doing it for a, a long time now right i've been doing it like it's funny because kia was like uh we recreated like our photo when i first met him and he was like yeah we did it you were right there fam we were right there it's like four feet away and i was like you know telling them telling everybody there follow a black man reading i'm from here like i'm reading you know and you know, I'm like a well-to-do regular dude, you know what I'm saying? Like we could mm-hmm. we could read these books, we could slap box, whatever you want to do, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And uh, and so now to try, you know, to kind of go forward uh with three or four years, and like all the authors like know me, you know, and I'm like yeah. in the festival, and there are people there's somebody that drove from North Carolina just mm-hmm. to like see the thing, you know, and um, so that was great, and then it was cool to do it with like debut novelists because they don't necessarily have a connection to like, well, at least they don't have a huge connection to Bookstagram, right? These four people that I've interviewed. Um, And so I was like, I was feigning like I was, you know, like just a regular interviewer. I was like, they were like, what kind of questions are you going to ask? I was like, I think they're okay. Um, I think they'll be fine. And they were like, you sure? It was like, well, how long do you want us to answer? (laughs) Like, I was like, just let the spirit use you. You know? And so, yeah. and so they were like, okay, okay. And, um, you know, so we, we get started. And I hit I hit Morgan with the first question. And you know, it was everybody in the crowd was like, ooh, Morgan was like, Oh, okay, we mm-hmm. we getting it to let me fix my mic, right?
3: <laughs> like, who are you again? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. So it was great. It was super fun. People in the crowd I were sure. like. Um, really wild away. Um, uh, and then you know, I had like a, another novelist that's coming out. She said later on this year, and she was like, When I'm here next year, I want you to moderate my panel. So please make sure
3: All you right. moderate my panel. Um,
1: but it's just such a it's it's a beautiful thing. I randomly ran up to James Meredith. I'll say this and then I'll stop. I put this in the post I made, but so I ran up to him. I've been asking Kia uh, I asked David Dennis Jr. and I think I asked David Dennis Senior. Somewhere uh, when I was really deep in my nonfiction bag, I read somebody say that Mississippi is the center of the world. And so I've been asking folks, I was like, I heard that before, but I just can't think of who it is. And so I ran up on James Merritt, and he just randomly standing uh, by this uh, thing. And I don't don't know if he had like a little, if he did a a panel or what. And I was like, have you ever heard um, or know if someone said Mississippi is the center of the world? And he was like, no, I said, Mississippi is the center of the
3: universe. Ooh.
1: Not the world, the universe. I was like, it was
3: you. Oh my god, it was
2: you. It's so cool. What's the chances? Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. So it's just, it's a, it's just did a beautiful thing. Did you
2: feel? Thing. Did you feel like enveloped in like uh like the book culture or the book scene in Mississippi? Because I feel like even in San Francisco, I'm trying to get more involved yeah. in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Um, I think I'm really involved in it. Um. On probably, I guess, three different levels, right? So because I am a PhD candidate, right, the school that I'm working through to get the PhD is present, right? So I do a lot of work with them throughout the summer. And then so, like, they're there. So, like, they're, like, kind of rooting for me and what I do, right? And then as an influencer, right, like, I'm there. And then folks are there who know me, right? Um, Because there's not a... It's, it's just not a huge thing here, you know? Yeah. And so to have someone that's kind of homegrown, that's doing it on a larger well, level, um, they're really excited. And then I'm just really into, like, the literary community here via being an influencer. So um, I'm really, like, I don't know how to, how I would describe it. I'm just good friends with the people who run the festival, you yeah. know? Right, right. Um, and, you know, like, we talk about books all the time. And so, yeah, I, I really am. And I want more people, like you said, um, I want more people that are in other states to, like, do the same thing, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we all should, like, always have to come here, you know, even though I do love to say Mississippi is the center <laughs> of the universe, but, like, yeah. hell, you do the California Book Festival. We're going to all pull up there. Yeah, you do it, yeah. you get on the panel. Uh, so and so doing in Washington, because that could just like blow our literary nerd minds. Then yeah. we can go to each oh, state. Yeah. We can meet Mitchell S. Jackson over there. You know what I'm saying? We can yeah. go all these different places. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The indie
3: I folks totally are there. Agree.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Sorry, y'all. My camera's like, if it goes, no,
3: you're good. You're
2: good. Um, but I totally agree with that because I I think you guys mentioned this on the show, but it does feel like every Literary scene as new york centered mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the more I feel like we can have New York or not New York, but uh literary scenes in different states, like for instance, in California, I would say l a has a big literary scene, San Francisco's could be better, but even Sacramento, you know, San Diego, just having it everywhere, like
3: yeah, yeah, you,
2: you know want books not to just be like a Manhattan, you know, publishing small literary literati scene so i i really thought that was dope seeing you guys there
0: yeah no it is it's very good to have it in other places besides new york because mm-hmm. it, you know ultimately new york city as 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 good as the book culture is there because i don't want to dismiss it and hell you know i was just there right yeah. um you know ultimately it's not the only place where people are reading and or writing in or engaging with books People are doing that all over the country um, and and we see enough of New York already in so many of these novels and just works of literature in general that we enjoy. So I think the, the more we can get away from New York, the better. And I think that's also something that just the publishing industry itself needs to just reckon with the fact that, you know, they they have a strong New York bias, yeah. um yeah. you know and, and it's just something that they need to resolve because it it is they may not realize that it's like something that probably like holds back art but i'm i am pretty sure there's a lot of art that's lost there's to the there. new york bias yes yes yes
3: definitely. Yeah. New, new york new york bias
0: yeah <laughs> yeah for sure for sure but um you know we we got we got a lot to talk about when when it comes to these publishers um you know, the the Penguin Random House versus the Department of Justice trial um, just ended, just concluded. Um, there was, it was a three week trial. That was always the plan. And it recently concluded, um, I, I guess I'm not sure exactly which day, but I know uh, Publishers Weekly kind of like ended their uh, coverage on it on Friday, um, August 20th. So um, pretty much at, at this point, there's a decision that's supposed to be announced in the fall. It'll be decided by Judge Florence Y. Pan. Um, Pretty much uh, what's at stake is Penguin Random House is attempting to purchase. Penguin Random House is the largest publisher in the United States, and they are attempting to purchase the second largest publisher in the United States, which is Simon & Schuster. Um, In the event that these two become one, um, they will have probably over half of the market share if prhss were a thing in 2021 then they would have combined to have had 49 percent of the books industry's top selling books so um i I list all these in the front just to kind of let people know like what's at stake give you an idea of what's at stake and there's um you know, if you're, you're listening in or watching, please take a look in, like, the caption, the show notes, whatever you call it, because there's a ton of information that'll be there for you to glean through as well. Um, and I, I think it's important, you know, if you are interested in literature, to give it a gander, seriously. Um, I think you'll learn a lot about the industry. This is probably um, the most transparent the industry has been about what exactly it is probably in a while. I mean, we, we've had you know, conversations on like bookstagram, you know, we we've been to, you know, little virtual events and stuff like that. But I think it's, it's a little bit different hearing from like, you know, these executives that are, that are in, you know, Penguin Random House, Simon and Schuster, whatever the case may be. So the first question I want to just ask y'all, like, just to kind of start, get this conversation started. Like what are just overall like high level thoughts just after, you know, processing some of this information that you were um, that you, I guess, were made privy to via publishers weekly or whoever the case may be. And um Janello, yeah. You go first.
2: Yeah. So I was reading the uh, complaints um, like last week. And then also again, when you called me and they like, I think it's so interesting because, you know, we know that mergers are bad for competition. Like I, so I had to take economics one, two and three in college. And the way that capitalism is supposed to flourish is you need competitors, right? Because if there's a guild, or if there's one person, then they just like price fix, they, they control whatever, you know. And so with different competitors, like Harper's Collins, but like, you know, Penguin, Simon, authors can be like, okay, you're not going to give me a price for this book, or you're not going to edit it the way I want, I can go to someone else, you need that kind of like, ability to shop around. The more consolidation, the less ability authors have to shop around, which means that if they own 79%, they can basically price fix. They can basically say, you know what, you get half of what you would have gotten had there been competition and that's what you get. And what's interesting in the complaint, it said that fewer authors will be able to make a living out of being an author, basically, as a result of this merger, like you're not going to have authors by profession anymore. Basically, you're going to have people who are working another job. And there are some merits to that I actually read an article that was saying that we need more authors who actually have jobs. But the point is that it's just really bad for authors, but also it's really bad for consumers because the more competitors, the more different tastes, right? Like Simon has its own taste. Penguin has its own taste. And if they consolidate, then it's just like one, you know, it's like HBO and Netflix. Like we know that HBO has its own style and Netflix has its own style. They merge, you lose that kind of like um, diversity of difference. And so now books are going to look so the same. And we kind of already see that now, right? We kind of see that indie publishers are allowed to do like stuff that big publishers aren't. And just more, more consolidation is just going to lead to a, a flattening, just really bad for just like authors by profession as a thing. And I just, I wish people like, you know, cause I was reading the comments of the New York times when uh, New York times books account, when they were posting this and people were like, why is the government going after like books? And I'm like, that is just not what's going on. You know, you can say, okay. Yeah. Like they need to go after you know, Amazon or Facebook, it actually did go after Facebook. People were in the comments saying, that, why haven't they gone after Facebook? They went Thanks. after Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. <laughs> are bad, no matter where. And I think we all experienced this right when we were saying that um, bookstagrammers need to get paid. People have this like paternalization of these publishing companies because they see books as like a moral good. And they don't Mm. see it as a business, so I feel like the same thing that happened when we're saying we need to get paid from Penguin, people are like saying don't go after books. You know, we need books, and it's like no, these are major companies. Like we need to still, you know, have strict guidelines for how things go. So anyway, I I hope this merger does not go through. (laughs) (laughs) Do you
1: do you think it's going to go through though? I
2: think
3: that's what. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I wanted to know from you, just kind of, you know, I know you you know, have a law background, and so I wanted to know, you know, because I know you've been doing the work of kind of reading through it as well and checking on it, uh, and I wanted to know where you sat with it on that side, right? Because uh, I kind of feel the same way it's going to go through. Yeah. Um, it has all the makings of something that goes through. Like like mm-hmm. you said, we know, yeah. we know mergers are bad
3: for competition. No, literally, yeah. And
1: and we have to read stuff like everything is random in publishing. Um, (laughs) That's why we have that name. So the founder thought, everything is random, success is random, bestsellers are random, so that's why we are Random House. And I have here, Reggie, as in in a common thread of what we've been kind of going through, the percentages of caucasity. And I think that must be from someone who's 130% um you know because that's
0: just wow none of that yeah. what yeah i mean and it, and it's what? wild because <laughs> like it even it even shows like this work that we're doing here is 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 valuable too because we have i always mentioned Clint Smith and Imani Perry in particular cuz when we had them on both of them talked about how you know they mm-hmm. they're experiencing a certain level of support being at Little Brown and Echo respectively you know because both of them prior to having these you know, monumental works of nonfiction pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're on, you know, I don't know the press that uh, Counting Descent came out on, but it was poetry, so I know it probably wasn't, but so big, right? Mm-hmm. Then you had, and no, no shade to poetry, because I know Harper and all these other places do it too, but I know there's a lot of small presses in poetry. Um, and then, you know, Amani Perry comes out on Beacon Press with several of her books prior to South mm-hmm. to America, right? And both of them talked about how Clint Smith, I'm not going verbatim, but to paraphrase, he was saying, yo, bestsellers aren't magic. He multiple said they're not magic. Up,
1: multiple people but, have came on the show and said it.
0: But we have a CEO of a company in court with the Department of Justice saying, hey, it's Random House for a reason. We don't know. And it's like, that's not true. That's not, <laughs> <true>. <laughs> that's not true, and, and there's there's work being done out here that says otherwise.
3: Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. and it, it, that is um that's just
3: yeah. you know,
0: just just an interesting thing to like take note of, right? So, um, Chinelo, I, I'm gonna follow up the question that Achilles asked you, mm-hmm. and you said you think this particular merge is gonna go through, as in P R H S S. You don't by chance think that Harper Collins or Hatchet will? we'll scoop SS because that is yeah, apparently that's an option yeah. as well.
2: Yeah. I only say, so I don't know, you know, you know, Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Of, We're not
2: yeah. But for legal reasons. I can't say for sure what will happen, but mm-hmm. um, just the way that other mergers have been able to go through, right? Like I had sprint and all of a sudden now I have T-Mobile because mm-hmm. T-Mobile bought sprint, you know, um, ESPN is like half owned by Disney now. Like, you know, mm-hmm, they're just mm-hmm. bit, I think right now they're trying to um make HBO and Discovery uh, yeah. merge. Yeah. Um Facebook still owns WhatsApp and Instagram. So we just see that even though there is pushback and maybe the Facebook case is still going on, I have to check, but there even though there is pushback, it doesn't seem like it's actually stopping any merger. So I'm just like then I guess this yeah. is gonna go through, right? Like, yeah. um yeah. but you know what I will say though, right, is like and the reason also the reason also I think this is gonna through is because um in the uh complaint they mentioned that there's uh three other publishers standing, right? Even so even if Penguin and SS combined, you have Harper's um what else do you have you Um, have hatchet right Mm -hmm. i think they're going to be like well it's not completely consolidating the uh market so it's not you know because you know even though it is an oligopoly which is still not great i think the fact that there still are other publishers existing right is going to mean that maybe the argument can be made that well it's not completely consolidating the market so yeah, and, uh,
0: and what I what I think is going to happen in it too is, if you know Penguin Random House Simon and Schuster become a, like one, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Hatchett McMillan and Harper Collins maybe start calling each other because you know I'm I'm seeing a lot of this now. What this is mimicking is like college sports because the NCAA, right? You have these super conferences that are like forming, like the SEC. Um, just got Texan, Oklahoma. What maybe a couple summers ago, right? The Big Ten just made a big move, getting USC and UCLA. I was right,
2: say, see, I went there.
0: <laughs> you know, right, exactly. So it's like the same thing now is happening in publishing, right? And what what's what's essentially going to happen in college sports is there's probably going to be like like right now there's a Power Five, ironically, right? And it's probably going to end yeah. up being like a Power Three. You know, power to, like, depending on, like, you know, what happens, right? It depends on, particularly depending on where Notre Dame goes, right? Notre Dame is kind of like the wild card right now Mm -hmm. in college sports. And then other schools like uh, Clemson, Florida State, right? And now in the book world, Simon & Schuster is this wild card that's going to, like, you know, make things go crazy, right? That's going to make it so, okay. Simon Schuster goes to PRH, right? Now, you know, let's say the three of us here, I'm Hatchet, you know, Achilles McMillan, you're Harper, I'm calling both of y'all. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know?
0: I'm like, hey, look, listen.
2: 50%, well. 50% of
0: the industries together.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, what are we going to do? We're yeah. going to fight for the scraps or are we going to get our, we going to, you yeah. know, be more powerful together. Like, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Like the only way I don't see the big five becoming something like a big two is if SS ends up going to like Harper Collins or Hatchet. If it goes to PRH, we're looking at uh uh it's gonna be like a big two.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh no, you go ahead.
0: No, you
1: you got it. Oh well, I was just gonna I was just gonna say they're already on the phone. I I don't Mm -hmm. you know this. None of this is like is is new that's just what occurs and it all mimics like everything everything mimics everything i was just I had this note because uh, it just reminded me such of the bank, and um, that's what I've been talking about too—bank mergers. But the way that they even have to approve uh, advances is the same way that we had to approve certain amounts of money. You know, you have to go, you have to get this seal for twenty-five thousand from the branch manager. You got to go to the district manager for one hundred eighty-five thousand, and for anything for a million, it got to be approved from on the coast. Same thing here: um, uh, advances for a million or higher as a chief executive. Uh, and then Mr. Doyle for $2 million and $75 got to get it from Bertelsman, right, who no one's talking about. I thought that was a dope drop that that name even got dropped, right? They're yeah. owned by somebody. It's, it's just the way the world works. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, right? Because um, like we said, we know what's going to happen. And I was thinking, too, about uh, the, about what might be like the sub response, which maybe they'd be um, like, well, we have all these imprints, we have all these imprints okay. for that diversity that you claim you want,
2: okay. you know. Uh, that's you how know. they get you, right? Because yes, yeah, I, <laughs> you know, sometimes I think I'm buying an indie press, and all of a sudden it's like, oh no, Harper owns it. Mm-hmm.
3: That's, yeah, Harper, right.
2: that's Harper's cool imprint. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. that's cool imprint, you know? yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I,
0: yeah. No, and 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 like that's the thing. Like if if and when like you know prh and ss merge right prh just just in case because i'm I'm doing a lot of letters penguin random house (laughs) equals prh simon Mm -hmm. and schuster equals ss just you know Mm -hmm. for listeners um in the case they do merge what they're gonna have like a hundred something like imprints i think because doesn't because prh already has uh yeah prh already has 90 so and, and and simon and schuster i think has like maybe 30 something or, yeah. or or 40, something like that. So yeah, like mm-hmm. they're gonna have over a hundred imprints. And what they tried to say too in court, which I thought was like just interesting, and it made me like question like, okay, who do they think we are? Right. Yeah. Is the part where they're like, Oh, you know, we'll let our imprints battle each other to try to get a book we'll compete and outbid mm-hmm. each other and i'm like listen man let me-
2: illusion of choice illusion mm-hmm. of choice. Mm-hmm. like
0: because because my thing is this right mm-hmm. let's say i'm 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 bob or whatever you know the the ceo's name is right and i see y'all two under the prhss umbrella y'all keep like holding up your card at the auction trying to uh, outbid each other i'm gonna I'm hit y'all up i'm gonna say listen y'all know this is the same it's, it's coming from the same wallet overall right
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so
0: like y'all need to stop playing <laughs> all right the next bid is getting the book yeah you don't even go to the auction without a meeting <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how
1: that works you don't you don't go. Yeah. you don't even go it's like when people ask me do freemasons run the world do freemasons want to take over the world or do certain groups want to take them? They already do. You don't go to the meeting. You don't go to the auction yeah.
0: without the meeting first. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, like what do y'all? Yeah. Like what do y'all think this is? Like, like yeah. that's my thing. Like I, I just can't believe that they're trying to act like okay, the imprints won't. Like the imprints will act like they're like separate from each other, mm-hmm. and and yeah. that's just not true. Because even even when I was at Foot Locker, like, we would, like, there's been times where we kind of, like, traded employees.
2: Where yeah, it's like, yo, like, really? let this employee
0: work at Kids for Locker for a little bit. Let this yeah. one work at Extra for a little bit. It's all the same. Yes, yes. And guess what? Like, when they used to do, like, when we used to do drops and stuff like that, drops, like, when we had to, like, count the money through the night, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It all goes to the same drop. Yep.
2: Yeah. Four, Isn't it, four uh,
0: stores meeting and converging yep. at the same drop.
2: Yeah. It's like Gap, Banana, Republican, Athletica. Right? Like it's all, you know, it's.
0: it's all the same drop.
2: Same <laughs> I will say one thing that, I I think two things that makes this merger feel like it might spur a positive change is one, even authors who have big publishing behind them are speaking out on this. Like the fact that Stephen King came out and said, this is bad. Like, and Stephen King, I mean, he's not indie by any means, right? He gets his stuff published by big publishers, but he's even saying this isn't good for authors. Like you know and i i felt like that was good the other thing i will say is i feel like this might even spur a change where we actually do focus more on small, small presses because i feel like after a while people are going to start noticing all the shit starting to look the same from these big mm-hmm. five because i do feel like maybe this is just my optimism maybe this is just like my side i do feel like more people are buying from gray wolf press from unnamed press from catapults like looking other places i don't know i i do feel like because you know when the mainstream becomes mainstream there's always going to be like an alternative right and the Mm -hmm. alternative is going to have its own style and so i think there's going to be kind of like okay it's not cool anymore to go to penguin like go to go here go Mm -hmm. you know i feel that as a writer like i'm probably going to go small press because all that consolidating, it's kind of like Amazon. You get so big, you know, Amazon was like Amazon started as an indie book store,
3: yeah.
2: Right? Like, yeah. and now it's a huge place, and now people are like, nah, I can't do that. That's like yeah. it's like Walmart. I, I can't do that. Like when things get so evil, sometimes you're like, so it might yeah. have that effect, who knows?
0: So, what I want to ask you though, because that that's part of Penguin Random House's argument of combining with Simon Schuster is will now have more leverage on Amazon, mm. you know, if if we become one. Like, mm. how, how do y'all feel about that stance? You know, because that, that's something that I heard, and I was like, okay, that might be the one truthful thing that y'all said. Say that one more time. They might have more so, leverage. So because Amazon basically is so big and they get so much of the sales that they have leverage. like they can just oh. drop prices. It doesn't matter. And not to mention, you know, they don't make money off books like they make money off the cloud. So they're not worried yeah. about like losing a few dollars here and there on books like these books yeah. are going for what? Twenty dollars. You know, they are yeah. AWS, man. Like they have they have stuff where they're making real money. You I'm know? glad
1: you. I'm glad Chanela said because I was totally unaware that Stephen King was actually in the opposition to it. I'm glad okay. you brought that up. I thought Stephen was like, "Hell yeah, uh-huh. these the homies, man. They pay me 13 million a book." <laughs> um, you know, but um, so okay. thank you for clearing that up. You know, I, um, I I think we talked about this last time, Reggie, but when you do do that, because it will happen, like Chanelo was saying, in terms of like, "Yo, we do this now. We, you know, we we we." We're not rocking Jordans. We're rocking we rocking Vapor Maxes right now, right? Yeah. But then when you look inside the little tag, and you, you'll see you, you Simon and Schuster go be in there, you know, because it's yeah. it's an imprint, right? Or it's when right, it's,
3: right. they go
1: buy it, or even like with Amazon. Um, Amazon owns owns over forty
3: subsidiaries,
1: right? Yeah. Like those, they have so many companies inside of them that you. It's like it's there, there's a, a novel I was just looking at, um, you know, and I was like. That might be interesting I think it's called the complicities because that's I mean it's just so difficult to not be yeah. complicit
3: yeah you
1: know it is so difficult you might want to you know like go outside of that, but it's just really difficult
3: um,
2: Amazon yeah. owns whole foods right now you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying yeah. to get my oat milk yeah. <laughs> Amazon.
3: My man. Like, and, oh my and, god.
0: And not to mention, like they actually have like a press, like they, there's Amazon publishing, mm-hmm. and
3: yeah.
0: then they also even own media. They own Business yeah. Insider, right? Or they're like a at least a big investor in Business Insider, and they mm-hmm. own the Washington Post. You got to buy, buy, oh buy media. You got to buy media. You
1: got
3: to. Yeah.
0: That's,
2: so they're uh, all
0: about they're all about the letters, is what I'm trying to get at. They're all about the but, letters, whether it's coming in the newspaper exactly. or in the books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But is
2: the enemy so this is the thing with penguins argument against Amazon is the enemy of my enemy, truly a friend. And I feel like for me, I've never really always agreed with that. Cause right. I do think Amazon, if I had to choose between penguin and Amazon, I'm going to choose penguin. <laughs> but, um, that doesn't necessarily justify. I mean, to what extent, you know, it's like, Maybe Target and Walmart already are merged. I don't know, but you know, Target and Walmart saying, "Well, we have to defeat Amazon. We're you know we're brick and mortar. We have to combine to defeat Amazon." It's like, well, is that necessarily good for us though? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, in some I, ways, maybe. But
1: I, I think that um, that whole like good for us thing that we we just got to start really realizing they don't care about that at all. Yeah. I think um I think you are right in when you're saying like. You know that happened the teaming up thing that happened that totally happens you know but i think um you know when we be, when we reading that stuff uh for instance when they're talking about what happens to consumers inside of there i just don't think they really care about consumers like yeah. like they kind of like that narrative suggests i think mm-hmm. they care about making more money um and and stopping other people from making more money you know that's some but we I think that's why we love those indie stores and those, um you know, and those small presses, because that's the implication. The, the implication is that, you know, they're closer to us. They haven't right. gotten so far away where they're not kind of connected. Um, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those where you'd be like,
3: hmm.
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> no, it, but- It's
0: like, I think the care just decreases over time, right? Because they need consumers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if the consumers stop buying then they go out of business, it's as easy as that, right? That's totally. simple math, right? But but the thing is, now they know that they have such a grip on us at this point that, you know, we can get away with whatever. It's just like with you? Amazon, it's like, yo, I can get stuff. Like, people always talk about Prime get you everything in two days. Prime now, at least where I'm at, Prime will get you stuff the same day. Prime is like more
2: Yes.
3: You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's
2: getting crazy, you know? And it's getting harder and harder to resist, you know, because <laughs> I like go into a, you know, indie bookstore, which I'll always support first and foremost. Yeah. But the book, the hardcover is 32 bucks.
3: Yeah, yeah. On
2: Amazon, yeah. it's 15 Listen, mm-hmm.
0: And Listen, and, and, and the thing that, that I kind of get upset about, like when I guess like book people kind of get on other book people is, They'll say like, yo, man, like, you know, you don't need you're not going to read the book tomorrow anyway. So just order from an indie. My thing is like, (laughs) yo, you know, we some of us are really into like money management. Some of Mm -hmm. us are really into like just the fact that, hey, this is cheaper. Even if we're not really into money management, we're into math. And and math says I keep 17 extra dollars if I spend 15. And I think sometimes in the book community, we're so caught up in being righteous that we don't just be honest about the fact that yo, if somebody's telling me look, if we go out to get some pizza this place charging me five for a slice, this other one charging me two I'm going to probably go and get the two dollar joint Yeah, you know, but because we're doing it here like, I I think the the issue what am I trying to say this issue is not supposed to be resolved by the consumer Mm -hmm. the consumer is supposed to protect their own interests, the people in power are supposed to resolve this issue yeah. So the publishers are supposed to work with Amazon to make it so hey look we're all charging the same price and the consumer gets to choose where they like to shop versus yep. y'all having this advantage over me. I don't think it's our job to like especially just when you think of like what we're all up against. Like it ain't like it ain't like everybody like on the web or just everybody walking outside is rich.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> like I don't know. I don't feel like we just have that conversation enough. I mean am I do I sound dumb? No, like, like no honestly. not at all.
2: No, mm-hmm. it's it's like, you know, you know, even mm-hmm. me, like I I love to just go to like, you know, an indie bookstore because there's so many in SF too, right? Yeah. But like I said, I love Whole Foods. I'm vegan, y'all. I have to go to Whole
1: Foods. You have to
2: go. <laughs> you yeah. have to but <laughs> like, when I check out it literally looks like Amazon on like you know it the, the font looks like Amazon. You just know you're shopping at mm-hmm. Amazon now. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm reading the news. Obviously, Washington Post on my, you know, it's just you can't escape it. So even if I were to get on people who buy books from Amazon, yeah, you know, I'm still mm-hmm. contributing to Amazon. So, and yeah. I have a Kindle, so I buy Kindle books sometimes. So it's just a mess. But
1: yeah, I don't even. Um, I, I agree with, with what Reggie is saying. But again, like I. Uh, I just, you know, I said this, uh, too, but business is the study of people. So I don't think that th- it doesn't factor in because you can easily move people. That's why you buy media. When you become that big, you can easily manipulate what people want, what people want to do, you know, there's, I mean, we, especially with this whole, you know, with, with how we are all kind of in this instant gratification kind of space, it's just really difficult to not be fooled. Yeah. Um, you know, and so you know they they'll resolve it, but I think the when they when they're when they're looking to resolve something, it's more so like when you know like when a lion and a, and a jaguar decide on who gets to keep uh, a certain piece of, of of the safari. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not yeah. like um it's not like a two two businessmen walk in and they and they you know they say hey let's let's think about the people that we that we're serving with this. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's more so like my teeth bigger than yours. I'm gonna I'm gonna right, eat you, and right, I better right, not catch right. you around here no more. You know what I'm saying?
3: Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. totally, totally. But I agree. Yeah. something something you just too, know? Reggie.
1: Like, yeah.
3: It, yeah. it just
1: gets harder to stay wholesome, right? It's like yeah, with it politicians is. that start from grassroots, and they all about the people. Then the lobbyists yes. start paying them, and they start paying for the tour, and it just gets. They start have to be all about the corporation. So yes. you know, it's it's it's.
0: Yeah, the darn capitalism, man. It's
3: yeah, just,
0: yeah. We all we all caught up in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I just think sometimes, um, you know, we could uh, we could like do a lot less with the pageantry, and we could do a yeah. lot more with reality. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um. Mm-hmm. So just just some other questions I wanted to ask y'all about just this trial, right? Like what um, and Canelo, you kind of started to talk about this. Like what 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 is something that I guess you leave this trial being a little more like optimistic about, if anything, like what is is there anything that you're like optimistic about when it comes to this happening?
2: I think, you know, I'm very into like, you know, counterculture movements, niche movements, indie movements. And so I think from my perspective, I think as Penguin and Simon merge, they just lose cool factor. Like they they lose like taste factor. They become mainstream. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're gonna have a growth of kind of literature counterculture in the form of small and academic presses, because someone was actually talking about how they went to um NYU press because the big publishers weren't you know giving them the time of day. So I think hopefully we're gonna see people kind of be like, what about catapult? What about Grey Wolf? What about Unnamed. What about all these other small presses? Like, what about them? You know, like, and I even see more indie presses and translated work on my time feed because they're just cooler now. Like, you are the counterculture. I I think hopefully as the mainstream gets bigger, the counterculture has to grow in response. So hopefully we'll see, like, you know, more people being like, nah. The other thing I will say, this isn't necessarily a positive, but I think the imprints are gonna get more creative (laughs) to make it seem like hey we're different you know the way that riverhead is i feel like that's gonna be all imprints like really cultivating a taste so that you can you know convince people of the illusion of choice right like Mm -hmm. you know you have to kind of convince people like hey you know this isn't johnson and johnson Mm -hmm. who's johnson and johnson we're our own like company you know like so I don't know. We'll see, I think, more creativity in marketing when it comes to the big imprints, right? And then I think we'll see a growth of counterculture, hopefully. So that's yeah. kind of the positives I see.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, Akili, do you have any? Um, I don't I, I'm with Chanelo on that
1: On that last part. I don't I don't necessarily think it's a positive because it's, you know, um, yeah. um, this is, I was just thinking, I was like, I'm going to ask Chanelo if she listens to Lupe Fiasco because he's he talks about um, the, the thing I was telling you about, Reggie, when he was like, you know, in order for like, you know, capitalism to succeed, culture has to be commodified, right? So then like, you know, counter-culture then has to be commodified. And so they have to like try and be more um, creative in that space, right? But then something else that both of you were mentioning that I was kind of thinking about is then that creativity is commodified, right? And so when you say like all these books will start to look the same, let's say you're like into... Um books about social activism, right? Okay. So now they're coming from the specific imprint, right? But then that specific imprint is ran by Penguin Random House, who has this formulaic approach to social mm-hmm. activism, right? Mm-hmm. And so you you kind of, you know, because that's what you want. You want to be with that, that type of culture, right? But now they're controlling what that looks like, they're molding and right. shaping
3: it. Yeah. Um,
1: and so you know that, but they could, you know, they, they have to get you know, the hope is, <clears throat> the, the, the optimism is, all right, well, I'll go get someone that's on the ground to lead the marketing effort is the hope. Because because another thing businesses want to be is the best. So why not go get whoever is the best, right? Um, you know, um, but that, but you just never know how it, how it turns out. And we, we're just kind of like, the consumer's just like flailing, you yeah. know? trying to enjoy whatever they like and but it's all owned outside of us um, but I, I think that is a, um, that is like a possible positive aside you know yeah. Um, yeah. and I would rather it be bought by them mm-hmm. than be bought by um, some random venture capitalists right yeah. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: but then I want to know who is Bertelman and who are the other people who are behind the names right mm-hmm. uh, as well you know, because yeah. that's something that I just would be interested in.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know much about that uh, that corporation either. I think yeah. it's not even it's not even domestic. I think they're German. Well, that's um, what I was going to say. I would think yeah. that they're just someone.
1: You know, there's all these un unnamed unknown folks with a whole lot of money. Like that's why I enjoyed some of the some of the stuff that was coming out of um, when Russia was invading Ukraine because we we're talking about these people in Russia who have like, like you know, that they were saying, buddy, that's uh, over Russia might be the richest man alive. Yeah. Like yeah the yeah, real yeah. richest man alive, right? Uh, yeah. like not, you know, not like the play ones that we, you know, like, and there's, and how all those people were leaving Russia, who had so much freaking money, you know, those are the people who, you know, I just, I just think we should, like, just be more aware of how they exist because they are shaping
0: and molding how the globe Thinks and moves and breathes, um, yeah. Bertelsmann is a German private multinational conglomerate corporation based in Gutersloh, North Rhine-Westphalia, Germany. It's Ooh. one of the world's largest media conglomerates and is also active in the service sector and education. Come so, on. Uh, just just a quick little little Google. Shout out to a laptop. Yeah. Um, media, influence, but, education. You know. I guess uh something that I'm optimistic about, and I'm gonna try to smoothly segue into like what I'm pessimistic about. Mm-hmm. Um I'm optimistic about the potential for more consumer awareness here. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of what happens is um, you know, people are just like buying books. As as really and truly, that's what it should be, right? Right. So le- let be. me exactly. let me say that because I think that's important to say. I think that is what it should be. We should just buy something that, or go to the library and check out something that intrigues us, right? Because Mm -hmm. reading, it should just be like this pure thing, you know, Mm -hmm. as much as it can be. Um, But I think there's potential now, just like how there's some sense of awareness of what Amazon is. I think on a national scale, probably a global scale, I think there's a large sense of what exactly Amazon is in what we're complicit in and i think there's potential for that to occur in the event penguin random house buys you know uh, simon schuster or i should say in the event that judge pan decides that it is okay for penguin random house to buy simon schuster right now a pessimistic thing is these these advances are going to like not be as high because there's gonna be less competition. Yeah. You know, and and, and Achilles, I like what you were saying earlier about how the meeting takes place prior to the auction, because that's gonna be very important. Now it's like, listen, like we we only got three people who really gonna put up money now, potentially for this joint. So like I don't think there's any way where, like, you know, what I think the Obamas or or maybe it was the Merkel's. And they got, like, 20 M's or something wild like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I hope they enjoyed that. Because that, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to see less of it. Because there's less competition. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way. There's just no way that, like, if I'm an owner and I buy up the competition, that, like, I'm going to, like, provide the illusion of competition just to make the consumer happy. Yeah. Like, the um... consumer is going to be happy with what I give them.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, yeah. they meeting with the judge right now. Judge, you know good. what I'm saying? Like that you ain't that's that's in the bag. Judge ain't good. Judge is doing just fine,
3: right? Um, right. Yeah,
1: judge doing just fine. This is, I mean, I'm I'm judge. Yeah, it's got to last three weeks. I need them to court me, court that's me. Right. Yeah, three weeks. I yeah. wish I could have got four out of this. I don't want the lobster to stop. I don't want. You know. I don't want it to stop. You know, judges, judges living good, man.
2: That's. that's I'm curious about what's gonna happen because we already know publishing's demographics is hor- horrible. Like,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: life. maybe the worst of all media. Yeah. white, very white. And I, I want to say history says that because of this merger, it will even get whiter. Mm-hmm. But. I wonder if it will not. I I I wonder how it's gonna. I wonder if it'll have a random like equalizing effect, because as of now, yeah. we already know that black writers are lowballed. But I wonder if it'll have that kind of like race to the bottom, where if white writers get lowballed too, it'll it'll actually get equalized. Who knows, y'all? Who knows? That's just a theory. I'm not saying yeah. it'll happen.
0: I, I, what, I, so, and I'll just for sake conversation. What is the incentive to make this thing more black and brown? Like, I, I, I got, I got fifty yeah. percent of the market. I'm, I'm, you know, this is right. this is my industry now.
2: Right. I guess what yeah. I'm saying is like I don't know that it'll get more brown, but I wonder if like the pay disparity will actually. Equalized not because black people are getting paid more, but because Because now white offers are getting paid less, like a race to the bottom, almost like yeah. I could be just thinking, but you never know, random things happen. No, I think
1: that happens, uh, in in other industries, you know. I just wonder, still, yeah, I just I I think because that 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 struggle, right, to get certain white folks who understand that they're right where certain Black folks, certain Latinx folk are, where, where, you know, that struggle has been the 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 main, one of the main deciding dividers of so many different things, and so I wonder if when that happens, if they would, you know, align, or yeah. if they would just make sure they're taken care of, or if they would just have a different secret meeting, you know, right. um, but that has happened before, right? Um, right,
2: the unionizing, right, because mm-hmm, it's like... Mm-hmm. If the black workers are getting treated bad, whatever. But if mm-hmm. we're all getting treated Weird. bad, we have a reason to actually, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know.
1: And then we fix know. it, and then we let y'all go again until yeah, yeah. The black <laughs> returns, right? Yeah. Um, so it's it's not it's not far fetched in my mind. You know, I was trying to fight it, but I, it's not far fetched.
2: Reggie's like, mm, I, I'm not saying it will happen, but you yeah. never you just never know. I mean, hey. you just, yeah
0: like like that's that's the only way the only way like that diversity and inclusion thing is gonna become like a real real thing and not mm-hmm. this performative thing that they feed us every so often is yeah. if white people are really affected so that's mm-hmm. the one thing I will say right, about right. your uh your, your theory which I don't think I think it's I, like I don't think it's like ridiculous like let me say that yeah. I just I'm about I just don't on it like yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, 12 I think um I you know when you just said that Reggie, even though we were all kind of saying the same thing, i was just like dang. It always kind of boils down to that. We gotta wait on white people to get upset, and
3: be, right? For
1: right. most things, you know, it's just like no,
3: literally. That's yeah, how. That's how. It
1: like, yeah, you know. And I don't know. I don't. I don't know. We. I don't know. You know. Because it's yeah. not that. I don't think no person of color is like in terms of communities of color. Are like actively trying to dethrone them like we want we we just want them to do better is how how it usually yeah. is yeah It's not, yeah go ahead go ahead Ray. but that's, nah. that's generally what will be happening it's not that we'd be like we don't want we don't want america we just want america to be america like mm-hmm. you know like you
0: know? um yeah no and and that's that's what i was going to ask y'all next right like what i have written down here is what is the consumer's responsibility in this right in the event that you know we have a a large conglomerate that owns pretty much the publishing industry in the u.s right what is our responsibility but i'll also ask is it our responsibility us people who claim to be like bookish people us people who claim to like follow the culture us people who get on shows and discuss this book culture is it our responsibility to start Coming together and starting presses, right? And 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 you know, I'm not even joking, right? I'm I'm dead ass, mm-hmm. right? Is it our responsibility to get together and say, we're gonna start an indie, we're gonna look into this, we're gonna see how we can raise money, we're gonna look into becoming entrepreneurs, right? Because that's the thing, we can continue being consumers of the industry and waiting for the industry to become what we want it to be, or we can maybe come together and say, let's make this the industry that we know is supposed to be right. What, what do y'all say when I, when I propose that?
2: It's hard, you know, it's hard because it's like, you know, I, I, I think again, this case, like you said, it makes publishing look like what it is, which is a business. We're finally looking at publishing like, wow, this is a business. And it actually reminds me of the music industry because, We can start a press, right? There are a lot of small presses, a lot of small zines. But the thing that makes big companies what they are is the outlets they have, right? Like when you are a big music label, you, you don't just have the ability to make music. Really, everyone does, right? But you have the radio, you have the shelves, you have the placements. It gets to a point where an author is like, am I hurting myself by going to the Bookstagram press versus Mm -hmm. Penguin, right? Mm -hmm. Can we really blame? Because I've read a lot of great, you know, books by these big presses. And obviously, you know, part of me is like, well, what if they had gone indie? But again, it's like you you actually do lose a lot when you go indie. Especially, it's just hard. It's hard. It's hard. I don't know. I I think we could do it, but I just feel like... Yeah, what do
1: you
0: think? Go ahead, Reggie, go ahead. No, so you go I ahead. was going to say, I think this is important that you're talking about this because one of the big like through lines in this case is how the publishers look at the indie presses like minor leagues,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: right? And I'm even thinking of that, but my thing mm-hmm. is, I don't know if that's necessarily a, a bad thing where if we start the small press and let's say we find Adisha, right? Mm-hmm. And through our press, you know, they experience some level of success like that. I know Deisha's like an outlier, but some level of success. Maybe they don't get the three, four, five prizes that Deisha got. Maybe they get one or two, right?
3: Yeah.
0: You know, I personally, if I'm a small press, I would expect said Disha to leave. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect for it right. to become Percival Everett. Percival mm-hmm. Everett's like the only person like I could think of who has this long career where they're like on the indie. Like Percival you know, was with FSG, but now, like, he's been with Grey Wolf since, like, however long. I know it's in large part due to uh, his editor. His editor, Mm -hmm. um, for, like, however many years, works at Grey Wolf, so he's been at Grey Wolf, right? Mm -hmm. But, and I know indie publishers take that personally, right? But I, I feel like in the world of business, yeah, I would be hurt, like, if this person who put our press on the map dips, but I would expect it, though. Like, if I know who I am and I'm really aware of who I am. And I don't think that like, ultimately if our working relationship was good, I feel like it's my responsibility to yes, be hurt if I'm honest with myself, but also be happy that look, you know, so-and-so worked their way up to a bigger bag. Like wh- what am I supposed to do?
3: Right. Yeah.
1: I, um, so you don't, I don't see you starting the books, the grand press, right? Books, the gram is far too fickle. And you would need, you would, I mean, it's just far too fickle for that, right? You start like a press of books to Grammars some people that you had to, you know, that you had to talk to. But then my other question is, how long do you keep it before you sell it to the big one, right? You know, that's, that's kind of the thing with, with us, right? Like, like with us, when we do do that, when we do um, create Murder, Inc., right? You end up selling 70% of it or 60% of it, right? And I think that's possibly predicated on this, uh, this idea that, you know, sus- trying to sustain the business for too long might mean we lose it, right? Right. You might have, you know, I, when I see that a lot of times, I think about like just how I've been thinking as I've like, you know, leveled up every time and how my thinking kind of changes. You know, people have this idea of like, I might mismanage this. I'd rather sell 70% of it so I can get it. And so if you, if you have, you know, if you, you know you start halan river publishing right i'm looking at my my box and the stuff that me and my homeboy are doing right um but a lot of times the idea is i'm going to get this large enough to get rid of it you know um yeah, no, grow yeah, this true. large enough to get rid of it i'm not going to yeah. grow this large enough to be a member of the big 5 you know i want a 300 million million dollar sell off and then i'm done type thing as opposed to you know, they hand this stuff down, right? As opposed to I'm yeah. gonna get rich as hell. I'm gonna put um 70% of my earnings into the market. I'm gonna also, you know, fund startups, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and then I'm gonna hand this down to my son. That's just not normally what happens with, with these with people who are creating like you know, those presses or those record labels, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Most times quality control won't be here in 10 years, you know. Yeah. Um, most times 4 PF won't be here in 10 years. You know, you build it up and they get rid of it. Is what happens. I'm not saying it's right, that's just what normally kind of occurs. I don't think I think too, when we make these type of decisions, what grinds my gears, and we've talked about this too, is we act like there's no history to look back over to know that this isn't, you know, it's like we would just watch people flounder. I was talking to again to bring up music. It's like, like like, we don't know how the NBA Young Boy Dirk thing ends. We already seen it. We know how it ends. Yeah. Quando Ronald, Quando Ronald just almost died out there, what, two days ago. Yeah. We yeah. know the story. Right? Like, why don't we do the, do the work of looking at, at the story? And not just us, because this story has been going on since humans have existed.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. The bigger
1: person hit the smaller caveman on the head with the thing and took his company. <laughs>
2: No, yeah. And (laughs) to the point that Reggie was saying, a lot of authors, I'm not going to say a lot, but there is a history of authors seeing the small press as a stepping stone, right? Mm
3: -hmm. And this Mm -hmm. happens
2: even in, um, you know, journalism. You start at a small, you know, company, then you end up at the New York Times, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I was going to mention, and we've talked about this author, Sean Thor Conroe of Hogboy. Yeah. That was supposed to be published by Tyrant Books. That's a small indie, you know has its, it has a very distinct kind of you know edgy style. Mm-hmm. And he sold out, right? His his like peers were saying he sold out to Hatchet
3: because yeah. the book
2: ended up being published by Little Brown, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you know, of course, everyone in the small press scene is like, "You're inauthentic, you're inauthentic, you're authentic." But he got a bag. He got a bag. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. got a bag from Little Brown.
1: Yeah, well, Reggie, are you saying like, well, we're going to be the best damn stepping stone that exists type thing? Like, I mean, we're for- over here and we, you know, cuz that exists, right? Like, yeah,
3: that exists, yeah.
1: you know, like that that can exist or is, are you saying you build it and you hope to be uh, you know, the member of the big 5? Like, what, what's your kind of thought process on that when you were talking about that?
0: I mean, when I'm talking about it, I'm thinking of just first and foremost, I'm thinking of just putting out great work. Mm-hmm. you know, before any of that, just mm-hmm. putting out really good work, like, you know, putting out different voices, you know, removing like these gazes that a lot of these authors have to like battle with in mm-hmm. order to get their work out. But then also, yeah, in some cases, for sure, we're going to be the best stepping stone so for some people. Yeah. Right. But then mm-hmm. in other cases, we might end up getting a Percival like, yo, mm-hmm. hey, look, you know, I-, I could go over here, but You know, my editor, my editor is really nice over here and I really like the work I'm doing. And, you know what, I'm getting royalties over here because my advance wasn't Mm -hmm. that big. You know, that's the thing. We don't that's the that's that could be to go back to like a a optimism, pessimism thing that could potentially be a blessing. Low key. If uh, depending on like how low your advance is, like, you know, if you earn out, you get royalties for however long. Right. Um, you know, so that, that's a, of course, the, the, the other side of that is the difference between a music advance and a book advance is in music, I'm loaning you a milli and books, I'm giving you a milli. Right. So you don't got to pay it back, but if you don't earn out, you may not get another milli again, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but nonetheless, in, in, in the event I were to start like an indie, Right. I would look at it like, okay, this is a business that let me say that Mm -hmm. before I even think about the work. At this point, I would know that this is a business first.
1: Yeah, you got to. Yeah.
0: And, And and I don't want to get that twisted because if I don't treat it as such, then I'm doing a disservice to anyone who I bring on board with me, including the authors who I would give advances to. I have to let them know this is a business. Yes, you do your work, you get creative, but we're going to think you have to have some type of, like, business. Like, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Like, rapport, acumen. You have to bring some business acumen to this thing. And maybe if there's a way, like, I can kind of, like, like, provide some type of, like, advice, like, some financial advice to on just how to make this money stretch. Like maybe there's a way to like change it. Because they are doing that in the NBA. Like they're trying to teach these these youngins who get in the league. Like listen. Like this is what you need to do with your money. This is the most money you've ever seen. Right. This is how you can make it. So even though you might only play in the league for three to five years. You're never going to go broke again. Because there's no reason why you should go broke. If I'm giving you you know millions of dollars. Of course you know. Uh, this ain't the NBA, this is books. So, you know, we're not signing, you know, an author to a five-year $250 million contract if you're the best, but the same token, if I give you six figures, you know, like that's a good start. That's a good start yeah. if I just give you a six-figure advance, like, especially if you're already working and doing something else, like that thats six on top of whatever it is you're doing, you should be able to do something with that six even if I introduce you like three or four dividend stocks, right? Like you should be able to do something with that six. I mean, once again, like jump in if I'm crazy, please.
1: No, I don't think, I just think I, I. you start off and you say that, right? But then it just becomes what every other company has. Like companies have that. It's just watered down at a certain point. Companies, you have a, you know, when you come into a company and you're in orientation, you go to a financial thing, right? You just don't pay attention. You know, it's just, it's not, it's not, you know, you go through, yeah. you know, you go through uh, work. It's, it's like what we say about diversity and inclusion. You go through diversity and inclusion training, <laughs> you can still be a butthead, right? Um, but I think, you know, with the smaller thing, at the smaller um, press, is a possibility for it to be wholesome. And I think, you know, um, I don't know. I just, yeah, I mean, I, I think it will be great if it's done right, if it doesn't become what it always becomes. But it always becomes what it becomes. You know, it's like it's like the the whole thing when you say we want a revolution, right? And you kill the president. What do you do? You make a new president. Yeah. You've you never had nothing different.
2: Yeah.
3: You sure. don't you know
1: <laughs>
3: which you is know? why
2: I think I think that what I would like to see from small presses is like you never and maybe this is where we disagree a little bit, Reggie. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can ever out business Penguin or Simon or patch it. But I Mm -hmm. think you can out-aesthetic them. So so, Penguin's always going to be able to say, we are Penguin, like, we have the reach. But you Mm -hmm. can say, this is our distinct style. Like, this is what I really like about, like, things like Tyrant Books or Mew Mew House or all these, like, small presses is, like, they have a style. Like, we're cool. Like, like, same with, like, small music labels, right? You can't say we're going to give you this advance because you don't, you can't promise that, right? But you Mm -hmm. can say we're Authentic, we have something here. Like the way that Telfar, right, came into the fashion industry. You're yeah. never gonna be Dior off the off the bat or Balenciaga. What you can say mm-hmm. is we're black, like we're Bushwick New York, like we are something mm-hmm. very aesthetically different, right? We have a coolness here. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't say you can't beat out Nike at Nike's game, but maybe you can say, you know. Nike's played out. Like, Nike is a dinosaur. Here's Mm -hmm. something aesthetically cooler, and I think that that's what I like about, um, you know, some of these smaller presses is they're having a distinct style that, you know, you just, the food's not going to taste the same at Penguin. They can give you more money. They can
1: give you more, yeah.
3: It's
1: like, it's like Virgil when he was like, I'm only going to alter the shoe, I think 10%, right? Right. And that's Mm going to be my thing, right? But then Virgil goes to Louis.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, And that does happen but you can have these small you know
3: yeah yeah
2: aesthetic you know different
1: <clears throat> i don't know I, I'm hopeful I like I like this I like the stuff Reggie's saying uh, you know that's you know that's what you want you know um because that's what you want
0: if we if we wait for folks to like change stuff man we're gonna be waiting forever yeah like you gotta you gotta take the risk and you gotta be prepared to fail man you got to be prepared to fail and just look crazy and fall on your face. Because if yeah. you don't, you're going to be stuck in the same place, man. Yeah. And yeah. And, and ultimately, I think it's important for, for any of us who get on this, like, thing that we're on right now and we talk. And even if only three people listen, it's important mm-hmm. to, like, lead folks to some different thoughts. It, it's yeah. important to really go somewhere and not just regurgitate the same shit that we hear in everywhere we go. You know what I'm saying? Very, so right. that, that's why, you know, I'm I'm just going there and saying, like, what are we gonna do? Right. It, it, besides like, you know, quite frankly, and I don't mean to sound all, you know, Republican or whatever, but what are we <laughs> gonna do besides complain about the shit?
2: No, true, true. And I and another thing, you just reminded me of something, something I see, you know, popping off on book talk is the return of like Watt uh pad is it? You know, oh,
3: Wattpad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, people yeah.
2: Young girls, I'm talking like Mm 15-year-olds writing their own full novels. They don't, it's not, I'm not, they're not even caring about Penguin, right? They're they're, writing like spicy books on these little, you know, mediums and whatever, and the girls are eating it up. Like there are still ways, I think, to maintain a counterculture, even when we see this consolidation. You know, I think there are always going to be pockets of just like creativity, Mm -hmm. people doing their own thing.
0: Hey, look, and, and another thing, too, right? I'm just throwing this out there. If authors, if, if an author's listening and you want to go against the grain, there's Substack, there's Patreon. So, like, for example, you might I might say, listen, I'm going to put out my next book. And, you know, I, I know this is a little outrageous, but I'm just be, attempting to be a thought leader in some way. Let's say I got a book. I say I'm going to put out a chapter every month. But, you know, to get access to the book, it's a twenty dollar tier. So, yeah, overall, that costs more than the book, way more than the actual book, but it's a way around, you know, PRH. And it's a way into possibly getting yourself, like, a real living, potentially, right? Depending on if people vibe with you. I mean, Nipsey sold that album, Crenshaw, for $100, and people bought it, right? So, yeah. you know, maybe we, maybe, maybe we... you don't do $20 a month. Maybe you do, like, 5 I don't know. Yeah. But there are ways around it. You just... Like one thing I'm just realizing, just attempting to like create anything is and even just trying to navigate life, you gotta be creative. Like if you really want to get somewhere new and build a new normal.
1: Yeah, I but Nipsey was gonna get that bag though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's he was gonna get that bag. He was signed, he was signing right before he passed, and so. I just want it to be mm-hmm. if we're gonna say we're gonna do this, if we're gonna do the um the twenty dollar thing, right? that you were just discussing, if we're gonna sell albums for a hundred dollars, right? Um, we're gonna go go against the grain and just don't become the grain, is all I want. Right, you know, don't but, become it,
3: the, yeah,
1: go against, right. don't become the grain. Because yeah. a lot of times when we use these, when we use these um examples, right? The examples still I can always Give me an example where they didn't become the grain,
3: yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. right, right, not, right. give me an example where they didn't become the grain, where they still over there doing it that way, where there's not a slash on the deal, right? right. Not, show me that, right? Because at the, at yeah. some point, I feel like it gets taken away, um, yeah. and then it gets morphed into something else. And so, yeah. give me an example where it stayed wholesome, right? Where it kept it where they kept it, G, because it's, it's right. just. It gets increasingly more difficult as you keep going up, right? You keep yeah. even even when you're looking at somebody like who says they're completely independent, right? Like for instance, my I love LaRussell, right? But Russell is doing deals with Russ,
0: yeah. right?
1: And Russ is independent, right? Yeah. But Russ is doing deals with bigger companies when he does the touring, right? Yeah. It's like this it's this illusion of purity, right? That right, 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 I just I don't I don't. I don't hold any reservations to where I, I believe um, that things are what they what they kind of look like, right? And but really? I can still hope. Like I, I hope that Russell does what he's saying he's doing. Yeah. But I've seen the story. I've seen it happen with Chance. Yeah. You know, I've seen it before. The
2: history shows that right, doesn't right. happen.
1: Yeah. Chance with yeah. Beyonce all the time.
2: Yeah. You know, just it's <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, no, that's but you know, yeah, you're you're right. You're right, but it's like. <laughs> Because look, I'm a, I'm gonna bring up an explicit example, right? Okay. And I'm not saying let me let me okay. We have Pornhub for the longest time, right? That's the only yeah. way you kind of have to go into like big porn. We can say that mm-hmm. is book talk, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, OnlyFans, right? Now creators can control and and let me say this: mm-hmm. OnlyFans isn't perfect, right? Is, creators have yeah, said yeah. that OnlyFans steals their money, but it is still in some aesthetic way, right, a counter to Pornhub and all the big... And so what mm-hmm. I'm saying is the counterculture of literature might start to act, like you said, more like the grain, but they're still going to provide a kind of, like, alternative in the face to of... the grain. To the grain. You get what yeah. I'm saying, like,
1: like You got a grain, and
3: this and then you got an of grain... Brain.
0: You got Okay. Hey. <laughs> and, and and here's here's one thing I'm kind of gathering from from this thought. Maybe we can, I guess, move move forward a little bit after this, right? But this this is it's important that we have this conversation. I think, right? Um, maybe sometimes what it is too, because how long did it take for PRHSS to become a thing, right? Hundreds of years, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to realize that creating this new grain ain't gonna happen in two weeks. Creating this new grain ain't gonna happen in twenty years. Creating this new grain is gonna be a process. Creating this new grain is something that we're gonna start and potentially sell off, but it's gonna Mm -hmm. be the people after us who maybe create that new grain. It's gonna it's gonna be a process, and I think that's something that just gets lost with just how fast the world is now. You know, I mean, I I feel like the world's probably always been fast. It's just relative, but just like how fast the world moves. I think sometimes we have to remember that this business is going to change just like how like it's going to change Mm -hmm. at the pace of literature. Like Ernan gave like one of the dopest like little, little clips I was able to create where he's like, it's a very slow moving conversation. Right. And ultimately the way this industry changes is going to be slow moving too. and, And people just need to never lose sight of that. Like, as they attempt to change and create a new normal when it comes to American publishing and probably by extension international publishing,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: and and let me say this too so, um, it looks like I wanted to be sure, and I, I thought it was, but Nipsey was signing to Atlantic, but um, when I, when you when you become the grain, right, um, and you do the things that that those people do, right, like I think sometimes you know. Also, we, we when we think from like an emotional lens, um, not saying either of either of us to think from an emotional lens, but when we when we buy into like these these types of where we are and who we are, right? We don't think about how the blueprints kind of like already set for those people that are in power, right? Like you get a lot of money, um, then you um, then you hide the money in uh, various IRAs, Roth accounts, et cetera, et cetera, so you beat the taxes, right? Uh, then you donate a certain amount of it. Right. Um, So that you, you know, you both look good in the community uh, and you offload some of that money. Right. Well, but then. OK, so if you are to become the grand, then you can still when you do have to do those things that you have to do in order to be defensive with your money is what they kind of call it. Um, Then you do what like Nipsey was doing. You build you you offload the money into your community. But that 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 too often doesn't happen. Right. But But it can right? Like, you know, Hove and Beyonce have given a lot to various things very quietly. It can happen, you know? Um, And so if, because I think if, if you are to, you know, be a capitalist and try to have a heart, right, then that's what it has to look like. It can't look like, um, you know, you just ended up becoming them people, right? Like, I don't, That you know because i think that's what you're divvying up is resources right that's what politics is is about who gets to have the resources what business is that's what these mergers are like Chanel talked about this earlier you're buying them because now you absorb their distribution you absorb um their logistic systems etc etc right so then if you're going to be in the game the hope is that you're the kind of uh owner and and or group right because that's the other thing that happens when we're talking about like uh, the company that actually owns uh penguin Random House that too is a group so when you have this pool of like investors when they're having those meetings that happen before you go to the meeting right then you're really discussing who gets resources in certain communities is maybe the whole I don't know yeah like so, like if you want to create good art right like you were saying Reggie then we are gonna funnel all this behind disha because we want that type of stuff out there in the world right and when disha leaves we go find the next best one and you want that type of stuff in the world. You know, it's just
0: about keeping that, that state of mind. So last week we spoke about Salman Rushdie. Um, and at the time, um, it, you know, he wasn't, you know, in that great of shape. shape. Um, and, and to be honest, he's still not in the best of shape, but he is off the ventilator now. He's mm-hmm. talking. Um, his son has, you know, updated the people, letting them know, like, hey, you know, he's not in the best of shape, but. Ultimately, uh, his humor is still there, right? So um, there's some optimism. um, But then there's also just some interesting things going on, some interesting dialogue and some interesting action happening around the work of Salman Rushdie, right? And and the first thing I would like to address is the fact that his books are now bestsellers on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... um, you know, one thing that I've just been saying to people until my face turns blue, and and I first kind of articulated that here, is that people don't want positive images. People say all the time, I'm sick of going and watching the news and seeing negative things. I'm sick of logging on my social media app and seeing negative things, right? But you went and bought Salmon Rushdie and... We ain't even gonna leave that to him. When I'm talking about just people don't want positive images, people have sold out Jeanette McCurdy's book, right? Yeah, no, now stuck. it's I think it's, it's back not. in stock and everything. It's but stuck. people were going crazy trying to find that book titled "I'm Glad My Mom Died." And shout out to her. I actually, heard the book is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know we were on we were on the Patreon talking about that it a little title bit. is genius. You know that the title's genius. It's easy to market. It's a former <laughs> child star. Child right. stardom is something that we're all. Like into as a culture, right? Whether it's Michael Jackson, Jeanette McCurdy, Justin Tim who cares? Britney Spears, everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, R- Regina King, y'all know Regina King was in 227. She'd been anyway. Um, just we love we love controversy, even in the book world. And, and and I'm sorry, I'm I'm I might I guess this is a little bit of an ISO here. My bad, y'all. But I'm but I'm gonna keep going, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know how sometimes you just call the one-on-one, you want people to clear Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. I think I might need y'all clear for like just a couple more seconds. Okay. So we say in the book world, you know, we're different. We're not like everyone else. You know, we, we not, we not in the shade room comments. We're not in the spiritual word comments. We not, we not on world star, but look what happened when something happened to Simon Rushdie. We write on Amazon ordering his books up. And, and and here's my thing right you know i'm i've i've had i haven't read any of Rushdie yet but i've had copies of his work for years mm-hmm. um and he's an author who i just think like even if you look at the ideas of his books they're they're interesting ideas you know and he's been in the game for like decades right um so i've always known who he was i didn't expect this news to happen but i've been aware of the fatwa for um for for a long time um i just what i didn't know though i just assumed it expired right like okay you know we cool now it's been like since 1989 but you know it doesn't it doesn't rescind and even like just through researching this a little further i learned that you can't rescind something like that after the person who like yeah, initiates true. it passes away mm-hmm. right uh posthumously would be the one word way of saying that right um because because what i didn't know was that the the like the leader who put out the hit passed away shortly after putting out the hit like a few weeks afterwards right um but yeah man what what do y'all say about the fact because because look maybe maybe someone let me let me put a positive spin on it right This is our time to support Rushdie after something like this. This is a time to put our dollars behind him because he was just attacked. The way we support him and the way we support the arts is to buy up his books, get them out the shelves and make Harper print some more of them. Because, you know, uh, the books like uh, the paperback versions, at least of Mm -hmm. Satanic Verses* and Midnight's Children in particular, are Harper perennials. So. What do y'all say to both of those perspectives when I put it out there? Well,
1: the book world messes as hell. I don't believe that I don't I never I don't I don't know them folks. I, when I okay. came to book gram, all I seen was people arguing all the damn time about who should be buying from Amazon, okay. who should be doing this. That's who right. should yeah. who should we be reading? I you know, no, but I think great. I think the larger book world, right? Like not books but I think there is this air that, you know, books mean you read books, you, you're smart, right? You know, you yeah. read books, you at least have that that thought in mind. I think I've been thinking about when you said um, uh, that, you know, folks don't want positive images for a while. Um, you know, just I like to just mull over just certain things that we say just just because, you know, I think it helps you get better. Um, and I've just been thinking about that. And of course, I, I think it's it's true to a degree. Um, right. Cause I think when people are, I think when people are really tapped into like positive images and positive stuff, it just doesn't carry the same loudness, you know, like they don't, they don't, if you, if you're positive, then you're not going to be in the shade room comments. So if you look at the shade room comments and that's all you'll see is that people, you know what I mean? So, um, I, I, I agree to a degree. Um, you know, like for instance, me and my wife always say, you know, like I see stuff on there. And we just talk about it and we don't go in the comments, you know, that's our thing, you know? So I don't know. I just think that though uh, I just think cancel culture is very ineffective. Um, You know, but I, I don't know what the, what the, I need to know what the end game is, right? Like if we, if we're canceling R Kelly is our end game to make sure that other artists never do the same thing. Or is our end game to hurt R. Kelly financially? And that's never explicitly said. You know, it's just like we don't mess with him no more. It's not that we are against sexual predators, though. You know, we just don't mess with him anymore. You know, so I, I need to see what the end game is. If the end game is to hurt them financially, we suck at that in terms of cancel culture. If the end game is like to what do they call it? Shadow ban something, like we don't even want it to be seen anymore. Yeah. Um you know, then maybe that's a possibility. But people just be listening to R. Kelly in secret.
3: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They just be buying yeah. the book and not saying. I
1: just be buying from Amazon and not saying it came from there. <laughs> it's real easy to avoid the, the, the You know, yeah.
0: I got this new book today. Where you get it from? I don't have to respond. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and look, I'm even I'm even give examples of people not wanting positive images just in our world. Mm-hmm. The two most popular reels I've ever clipped up for books of pop culture is you putting Sula in the trash in the can. trash. <laughs> That's the most popular by far. Yeah, and then and then the D Watkins story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. People don't want positive images. We got plenty of people saying fly shit that we put out all yeah. the time.
3: No, yeah. But people
0: don't want that. Yeah. Well, so
3: numbers you know, show
0: it. Numbers show me that people don't want positive images.
3: Right, right, right.
1: I, I I just think though, you know, I so what I what I was saying earlier though is that people that want positive images aren't like they are not even looking at that. You know, I like guess you know. So the 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 driving force is the people who want negative images.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what's driving everything. The positive people aren't engaged in, in, in it at all. You know, like it's like saying. So for instance, I, you know, I'm a hip hop purist, right? So, you know, I don't even I only I talk to you Reggie and people that come on here, but I don't argue with nobody out there about hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's like my thing. I like that. I want it like that, right? But the people who who like get off on that, that's who you see talking.
3: Right, right.
1: You know, like like when we do the numbers of people who are on social media, there's 6 billion people that exist in the world. Those numbers do not add up to the whole world. It's almost, what did it be, like 100? It's like 300 million people. There's 6 billion people on Earth. What are the other people doing?
3: Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: And so that's what I mean when I'm saying, I'm not saying, I'm not negating that the people who are on social media enjoy negative stuff. I'm just saying, you know, I don't know the numbers. I don't know what 300 million out of 6 billion is, but there's these other people that exist, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so yeah. and and I, I, don't, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, right? But mm-hmm. I think there's I think there's even this illusion of positivity that gets sold to us, like yeah. like because yeah. for for example, you know, there's there there the people who you know they share quote unquote positive images, but their positive images are, hey, look at me, I'm positive. You're not doing this. You're not.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's Talk- not a
0: positive Talk- image.
3: Toxic yeah.
1: Positivity, yeah, I got a question though. How is it not? So like, that's not. I, I don't like what people. I don't like when people say, "Don't share positive stuff that you do." Why? No, no, I no, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, more not, like, saying
2: um,
0: I'm
1: not saying I, I that.
2: Like, I feel like it's more like the the guilt, um, embedded. Oh, when somebody
0: in. is like,
1: "What?" Wow. people
2: are like, you know, get like me. Like this is, you know, hey. like I'm. I wake up in the morning at 5 a.m. to go on a run. And it, and if you're not doing it, that's why. Oh, That's what end. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, 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 like, yeah.
0: Look, if you get up and you post yourself working out, that's just you posting yourself working out. Right, right, if right. you get up, posting yourself okay. working out, say, so, yo, y'all niggas, y'all niggas is asleep at five. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. What's the difference between
1: that and like you still in the broke, busted bag? Get you a Birkin. Like, step it up. If That's also. What, that's like, awesome. what do you mean? What are you saying? So well, so then, what I'm saying is okay. If there's if that like you, I think you have to have that though because the other thing is so loud. If you don't, if you're not thick, you shouldn't post a picture like that is so loud that I, mean, I think okay. you need somebody to say but, you. If you don't have natural bodies, then you' losing because everybody is saying if you don't got a
3: BBL,
2: you win. You know, but <laughs> see, but that's okay. So going back to what you said, that's two sides of the grain.
3: It's the right. same
1: grain.
2: Conflict. Because you know, when you meet true positive people, they don't even have to say anything. It radiates, right? But but the people who be like, I'm on my shit, like boss bitch energy, right? they it still has an aspect of trying to be like this see, that's, is my,
1: that's my initial point. You don't hear the positive people. So you know exactly I agree them. with
2: you. I agree with you. That's I agree with you. So i just, just
1: can't talking. bring myself to say every like i just can't bring myself to say that all we want is negative in negative images right even if the numbers are showing that because the positive people don't they're not tapped into that so it's are okay. too
3: busy being happy
0: sure right <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: i'm not this isn't y'all I, okay let me just, I be just clear. think it's... i am not a generalist i don't generalize nothing right so when I say people don't want positive images, there's no all in front of that. But most people do not want positive images. And I don't give a fuck what they tell you. Their actions will show you they do not want positive images. And I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not guilty. There's plenty of negative images that I even want to see. I'm like ratchet, negative, <laughs> fucked up shit, just like everybody else. But I just admit it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. On the topic, though, of...
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: cancel culture. Because I have to speak. I have to speak.
0: Yeah. Oh, Chanello Yes. Let me let me introduce it though. Sorry.
2: Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay.
0: Let me introduce it. Okay. So Sorry. the reason why Chanello wants to bring wants to talk to us about uh cancel culture is because there were interesting pieces that were written about Salman Rushdie in particular on the Atlantic and on uh the New Republic, and they the will Republic. be in the show notes, right? So Mm -hmm. on the Atlantic, there's a piece called Salman Rushdie in the Coat of Offense by Graham Wood. And then on the New Republic, there's Cancel Culture Did Not Stab Salman Rushdie by Aaron R. Hanlon. Right. Mm -hmm. And essentially the the piece in the New Republic is a response to the piece in the Atlantic because the Atlantic is saying like, yeah, you know, What Happened to Rushdie is an example of cancel culture, essentially, right? Please read it for yourself. I'm not like, you know, rehashing it for listeners and viewers. And the New Republic piece is like, no, that's not cancel culture, right? And believe it or not, although when it comes to like ideological like things, I'm more in line with the piece on the New Republic because I think there's like, good examples that are used and like i kind of see where like his mind is going and i and i roll but i the conclusion though that i agree with is the one on the atlantic because sometimes people will cancel you through words and other times people are going to cancel you through action and some people believe that violence is a solution and to be honest, I think in some instances, violence is a solution. It probably needs to be a solution. And I'm not saying that it had to be that here. But what I'm saying is, there are people who believe in that. And that is how people cancel. Cancel isn't just, we're going we gonna to promote you on Twitter by quote-unquote canceling you and making you trend. Canceling is saying, Ain't no kid coming up in this county going to read Toni Morrison. Ain't no kid in this county ever going to read Salman Rushdie. Canceling is, ain't no person ever going to see Salman Rushdie again because I'm going to attack him. That's cancel culture. And I think, like, like, some people... Don't even like to call it that right because they want to call it like accountability culture or call-out culture. I seen AK Jemison say that before, call out culture, where mm-hmm. the end goal is to make people accountable, right? But so I think sometimes people say, Look, sometimes I'm not I'm not looking for you to like be like accountable and to fix this. Like now I gotta punish you. I'm going <laughs> to hold you accountable by punishing you. Like sometimes yeah. we get so caught up in thinking that like yo you know abolition is like this new popular way of thought and it's like you know healing and like more peaceful right mm-hmm. and and less like i guess uh what what is it uh like like violent acts right yeah um but you know not everybody on that like wishful thinking <laughs> you know some people are like listen man you know, and and, and and let me say this, too, about the, the young man. Because he there is there's been no proof, at least as of this he recording, there, Sunday yeah. night, Sunday yeah. night. uh, What is it? Uh, August 21st, we're recording. There has been no proof or no evidence that he did this attack on Rushdie as a part of the fatwa. Nothing has pointed to that yet. All he has come out and said is allegedly according to new york post Mm -hmm. he read a couple pages of the satanic verses and apparently well he didn't read a couple pages then come to this conclusion but what we know is he allegedly read a couple pages of satanic verses and allegedly he knows the um the the the, i think it's kamini is the person who put out the fatwa he knows kamini to be like a quote-unquote good guy or whatever and he knows Rusty to not be a good guy. He's somebody who he doesn't like, allegedly, according to the New York Post, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I said a lot there. So I'm not going to say nothing else. I want y'all to uh, say something.
2: You know, yeah, uh, I just, Barry Weiss and the Atlantic, even though I like the Atlantic, I actually do like the Atlantic. Yes. They engage in something that I hate, which is false equivalency, mm-hmm. right? Because here's the thing. They said, this, um, like, this, basically, this situation has reinforced the lesson. Don't publish books that get you criticized, either by semi-literate fanatics on the other side of the world or by semi-literate fanatics on this one.
1: I liked it last part.
2: <laughs> False equivalency, my guy. Mm-hmm. Like, a, mur- a murder compared... I'm sorry. I-, I'm sorry. <laughs> I-, I can't accept that. I can't accept that. Here's why I can't accept that. Here's where I can't stop that. A lot of times I feel like what has happened, and I actually believe there is a cancel culture, but mm. I just don't think what is called cancel culture is cancel culture all the time. Here's the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Someone will publish a book basically going in on a demographic, whatever, right? And they're saying, mm. "I'm just, I'm just expressing my free speech, right?
3: Mm. The
2: demographic speaks up and says, nobody buy this book. Now, do I think that's annoying when someone says nobody buy this book? I think that's mad annoying, right? I, I think everyone should be able to read whatever. Mm-hmm. But how are you going to say, oh, you're you're messing up my free speech? You're messing up their free speech, right? Because they have a right to actually say nobody mm-hmm. buy this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They actually have a right to say the author is trash, nobody buy this book. That's free speech too, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like what happens is that kind of the um, white center, the white moderate, right, right? controls the narrative and then whoever says oh that's trash then the white moderates right which the the, the center the white center says you're you're canceling me no yeah. i gotta say my piece too right you just you just said everything why can't I, why when i speak it's canceling now i do agree people speak to punish but mm-hmm. again i don't think that can ever be equated to taking someone out like here's what, what like Here's what I think is canceling. If we were to ever have anything close to canceling in the U.S., right? Because a lot of times mm-hmm. I feel like people are just kind of like in their feelings, right? I think, obviously, book banning, which conservatives do, and, you know, maybe liberals do too, that's canceling. I think what's happening with Barnes & Noble right now, right, where they're not carrying certain POCYA books because they don't know if they, it will sell. They're literally mm-hmm. not letting it on their shelves. That's canceling. But this kind of you know when the Atlantic says the social media disasters, I cannot compare that to someone getting taken out. I just I don't know how you can and and the the kind of white center likes to do this a lot, right they like to compare kind of the online left with the religious right or the right of you know whatever, and it's just like it's not this it's not the same. The online left is annoying, don't get me wrong it's an like you know I've complained like. Book talk saying that there's a problematic authors list. That's mad annoying. But is that the same as killing someone? Like what's false equivalency is <laughs> going on? Maybe I'm wrong, but that's I, how I feel when I see a piece uh, like that.
1: Yeah. So I didn't read the Atlantic piece, but I'm just thinking about the things y'all have said and and where I agree and where I don't. So I think um, when you were talking about the free speech thing, I was like dang is that the grain the the two kinds of grain thing again (laughs) that's the evil thing that's gonna pop up over and over in my head now right you know but but then um something that reggie said about the violence thing which is a thing that you know we we know exists in in a bunch of different philosophies i'm thinking about i think it's fanon that says you know that nothing changes without violence ultimately Um, When I think about, um, now, abolition and what Chanello said about cancel culture and then what people think is cancel culture, I'm thinking the same thing about abolition, right? Like, abolition in its truest form is violence, the complete removal of one system and the replacement of it by another, right? Not, you know, the underlying, you know, different subsects of, well, we're going to, you know, all get together and, you know, kumbaya thing, right? So, you know, but that's, you can say that about most things. I think when you look at abolition too, what might be missing is the violence, even if Mm
3: -hmm. it's,
1: you know, even if it's, even if it's this thing where no, even if it's this thing where we say we we get enough people who don't like um, the prison industrial complex and we're going to completely do away with it. Right. And then we kind of keep looking and we wonder why it's not working. Maybe it's the absence of violence, right? Possibly. Right. I'm I'm not saying I agree or disagree there, Um, but I'm just saying that's a possibility. Um, Yeah, I think um, but I think I think cancel culture and then what we think is cancel culture is uh, two different things, of course. Um, But I think we could say that about a lot of things. And I think when you're talking about. um, Some people believe in, you know, often people and some people don't, Um, I think I think that's attributed to like things that people buy into too, right? Cause this is a religious thing, right? And we've known, we've all of, all religions have visited violence on people at some point. Right. So I don't want this to, you know, it shouldn't because we hope that people are able to critically think about this, but it shouldn't, but I don't want that, it to turn to that. Right. But then one thing I was thinking about when Reggie was kind of pushing back on one of my earlier points, right. When we were talking about like, you know, lots of different things can be religions, right? Because then when you think about, like, what the German folk did, right, the that, that type of thought that created Nazism operated like a religion does, when people, like, break it down. Um, and so, you know, it, it's... I have been looking, uh, ever since I, I was talking to, I think, and I, I forget a real name, but I think Bookish Bohemian about Fanon, uh, and one of my other followers about that concept of, you know... Nothing changes without violence. And we've all, we were all like just in this continuous circle and mm-hmm. we've been in it for about six months trying to think of something that negates it. I don't have it, you know, I don't have it. So, um This,
2: yeah. is, this is what the council culture, I, I went to uh, UC Santa Barbara for undergrad, right? You see, mm-hmm. we had a literal mass shooting as a result of an mm-hmm. right on Reddit, you know, basically saying, you know, men of color and stealing white women all all these crazy crazy things right he shot Mm a sorority, whatever there was a time where we had a multicultural center we we, i think we still do we had a multicultural center we had safe spaces right Mm -hmm. and you had all these kind of alt-right friendly like milo and um just a bunch of like you know those alt-right figures coming to campus and they would be like the university is being ruined By these safe spaces, right? These, you know, multicultural centers, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we just had a shooting, like by an alt. Like you're like, Obama's over here talking about trigger warnings and safe spaces. We're we're having alt right people shooting up our schools, and your focus, and that's what I that's what I get with this Atlantic um, piece is trying to make two things that cannot be the same, right? And Mm -hmm. I, I recently read a book called Kill All Normies and it Mm. talked about the online right and the online left. And it was engaging in that same false equivalency, right? Because it would talk about the alt-right where you have literal people like shooting up schools, right? You know, terrorizing women, whatever. And then it would talk about the online left being like, you know, use the right pronouns and, you know, Mm. and they're they're trying to like make the same. And I'm like, look, the online left can be annoying, right? It can be annoying when, you know, uh, it was trending on Twitter, problematic authors list, right? It, when you mm-hmm. see, like, just unwillingness to engage, but I just can't in good conscience compare that. Compare yeah. Right? Like, we can say both things are bad, but we can't say both things are the same. And we can't yeah. say they're the same thing even. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, so I'm just, I'm shocked by the Atlantic's attempt I'm not gonna lie; it kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies.
0: So, mm-hmm. so let me let me say this though.
2: Yeah.
0: Because I think this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why can't it all be cancel culture? And, and 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 bear with me a little bit.
3: Okay.
0: Because you know, and this is on theme because it's religion. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Murder is a sin, and so is adultery. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Those
0: two things are very different. Mm-hmm. But they're all under the same umbrella of sin. Just mm-hmm. like a lie, right? A right,
3: lie right.
0: is a sin just like a murder is. Mm-hmm. So why can't, just in theory, right? right why right. can't the cancel culture where, hey, you know, you had a problematic depiction of black people in your book
3: mm-hmm. be
0: considered canceling just like someone doing a book ban, just like someone doing a physical attack. Why can't all those things be cancel culture? I
1: think, um, I so you know, because not I think so. I don't know. I think I I want, I want when we say a word, it to be the literal sense of the word. And so, if nothing is, if the technique doesn't cancel anything, then it shouldn't be included, you know. I think, but, um, I don't, so I was trying to think about what Chanelo was saying not wanting to equate the two things are the same. And I was I, I think, you know, like, you know, and, and I think I'm not saying they're the same in terms of what, what what the outcomes are. I don't think Reggie's saying they're the same. No, yeah. But, yeah. You know, we're trying to we're trying to talk about these right. big oh. ideas. I I, mm-hmm. I think to the people who I'm talking about when when I was talking about like these um when I was talking about like you know like who Nipsey becomes, right? Mm-hmm. um the people when they become they look at it all the same like I, I just remember thinking um you know if if this happens in this small bank in Pedal, mississippi imagine mm-hmm. what happens with the when the world bank makes a decision like if people in Pedal, mississippi are looking at all of us and making decisions as if you know like as if like we're like pieces on a board then imagine what's happening when when the World Bank has their meeting in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really have a bead on this one because I think it's it's just tough. But I I I think what I said at the beginning is kind of in line with what Reggie's saying. Mm-hmm. Some people some people actually st- can't stop the thing that they want to stop. That's what I feel should be called cancel culture.
3: Mm-hmm. I
1: think when we be like, this book said "nigger" thirty six times. We only like when the book says thirty three times the N word. That's not cancel culture. Sh- I feel like it shouldn't be applied to it. I feel like it should be
0: something else. You know, it's just well, being an annoying. It, it is something else. It's promotion. It's advertising. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is.
1: Like, let me let
2: me like, let, me do this. let me it's do this. discourse.
1: Maybe maybe discourse. Yeah. Though.
2: Like, right? I think you're right, Reggie. There's no reason why. Technically, right? Because words are just, yeah, te- yeah. You, you, you could just, um, I mean, words, you just add meaning, right? All oh, words are arbitrary, whatever. We could call it all cancel culture. But let me give you two kind of scenarios why I think that confuses and muddles the issue sometimes. Hide of Me Too. Sexual assault, right? And that's a mm-hmm. large spectrum, right? So that includes Harvey Weinstein. But that also, if you remember, um, who's that comedian? What's his name?
0: Uh, CK, Louis CK.
2: Not CK, um, South Asian. He's South Asian. There were Oh them. um,
0: uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Aziz. Aziz. Aziz I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: you remember that time on Twitter? We were calling both of those situations. I'm not saying either of those situations are good, but I'm saying yeah, both yeah, or, yeah. of those situations sexual assault. Mm-hmm. That's confusing, right? Because now some people are you know thinking that Aziz did what Harvey did. He mm-hmm, you did, right. you did not do that, like, yeah, not
3: at all. So, I
2: think that with words personally, for me, yeah, of course, technically, all of you know, if we all agree as a community to call it all cancer culture, sure, but that gets confusing, right? Same thing with the word abuse, right? Mm-hmm. He abused me, right? What is that like? Because you, if emotional abuse is something most people engage in, right? Manipulating, um, lying, withholding, right? Stonewalling, that's abuse. There's domestic physical abuse, right? And so if I were to be in the sentence, X and Y are abusers, but Y did a certain type and X did a certain type, you know, it would just kind of confuse things. And I think that's what happens with cancel culture is like, if we were to put to all that as cancel culture, then it's like, it almost kind of means like, they're all the same type of bad, and I feel like maybe we could have a different word for what mm-hmm. critique or call right call that culture right what what that is. Yeah. The other thing is I never. This the thing with American cancel culture. It's always a person of color is canceling a white person. I never seen it be the other way around where very few, very few times do I see it where it's like, it's hard when I never seen most people agree that a white person is canceling a black person. I always feel like it's a white person saying, Oh, I'm being canceled by a young person, Mm -hmm. black person person of color, like it it just feels like cancel culture is this way of the establishment to say stop talking to people who are outside of the establishment, to be honest. Like I I I just I I get a sense of like why do we have this word now to describe people critiquing things? Like what changed? Like something doesn't feel natural about the word cancel culture because uh, there's this interesting book i read glitch feminism by legacy russell right and basically you know um white politicians whatever this woman basically talking about how with the internet she can like call out white politicians now right and so it's like she's basically saying it's not cancel culture now all now all of a sudden that i have a voice now every time i speak mm-hmm are saying oh you're canceling you're canceling like for instance what's that dude's name who's a podcaster oh my god and he got ratted for saying the n-word hella times oh oh,
3: rogan uh, Rogan,
2: no joe rogan Rogan, Rogan. right joe rogan right he was saying we were like monkeys or he was at a zoo or something crazy Mm -hmm. Yeah. and obviously black people are gonna be like what the actual fuck Mm -hmm. and there are a bunch of white fans of his show being like you're gonna cancel him for something he did Five years ago, yeah, Where, I he still has his Spotify deal. How did I cancel him by speaking the fuck up? That's what happens with, with like same with Louis C.K. Everyone's like, "You're gonna cancel him for masturbating in front of a woman." Cancel.
3: <laughs> He's
2: still doing. It's like, can I live? Mm-hmm. Can I, I can't even critique anymore. Then you want?
1: Yeah, to like, yeah.
2: You Do whatever then.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel like, um, yeah, well, that's. That's something you were saying earlier too. Like you you should it's discourse, it's, you know, you should be able to have that that critique. Now, what I would say though, that uh that I think is more in line with what Reggie is saying, I don't think you see white people trying to cancel black people because they have more effective means. They don't have to, I mean, they I don't know when a white person tried to stop a black person from doing something where it didn't work out in the white person's right. favor, right? Yeah. Like when white people cancel you, um, like I like I was talking about um you know, Alice Walker couldn't um, for for whatever reasons. Alice mm-hmm. Walker was not physically at the Mississippi Book Festival, right? And right, there right. was the question about um, you know some of the things she had said, right? And people. then my yeah, and my thing was yeah, you we're talking about it, but they handled it.
2: She's exactly. not here.
1: It's done.
2: But that it's but that. that's the thing. It's never a, deba- <laughs> like, it's well, a well, debate. She's it's not, not
1: a debate. She's not here.
2: What happened to? <laughs> We see what happened to Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not defending what she said on the View. Yeah, but, but she race. said that it wasn't about race, right? Mm-hmm. The Holocaust right. wasn't about race. That's what she said. The same white free speech people. I didn't hear them say a word. It's a because they don't because get... they don't care actually about that. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Reggie? I I feel Listen. like I feel like.
0: <laughs> Canceling is actually finishing something. It's, and finishing prom- it's, it's not. It's not promoting something. It's
1: so it's that's why. Trial.
0: That's why I say ideog- ideologically, I agreed with the New Republic piece, mm-hmm. but I agreed with the conclusion of <laughs> the Atlantic because I think what what that young man was trying to do was <laughs> what cancel culture actually what, is. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. With yeah. that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, mean I just think that his means of getting to that conclusion was incorrect. Right, comparing yeah, it to, yeah, 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 yeah comparing yeah. it to like, like me this. cussing out and critiquing an author, mm-hmm. like that's that's, uh, that's to, completely different.
2: you yeah. comparing a tweet to a a stab a stab. Nah, I can't.
3: (laughs) I'll never get there.
2: I'll never get there. And and, and
0: that's not to say, like, look, there's some stuff going on in the book world that is absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely Mm -hmm. fucking crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And and I read a great piece. I have to put this in the show notes since I mentioned it, if I remember. But it was by Viet Thanh Nguyen, and he was talking about how, like, how much joy there is in, like, reading the books that are inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? So there's... Like like listen, I'll even put my inappropriate fave out there. Pimp by Iceberg Slim. Pimp yeah. by Iceberg Slim is problematic in like every way imaginable. But y'all can't tell me that's not a good read. I dare you.
3: Yeah. You yeah, know? I don't and know. my thing
0: is two things can be true. A yeah. book can be fucked up and it can be good. Right, but we right. don't we we're trying to be in this place where one negates the other. That's not how mm. life works.
3: Right, right.
0: Life is about stuff like compiling and like, you know, adding on to one another, not negating this, this, all this stuff is right. connected
2: totally. And I yeah, agree right. with you. My thing is that I think when Barry Weiss, because she spoke about this on her sub stack, right? The Atlantic, or was it the New Republic talked about how she I think that yeah, I, think I think in her mind, start. I think mm-hmm. in her mind, she really thinks her getting like fired from the New York Times is the same thing as what happened to Rushdie. I think no. in her mind, when she be talking, I, I yeah. feel like she's like, "Yep, you know, I've been a victim of this too," and it's like, "No, no, no,
3: yeah,
0: huh. yeah, nah, cause, yeah. Cause you I, can, you can, you can get another job. You can't get another life. You can't get
1: another eye.
3: Life. <laughs>
0: yeah, my man
1: yeah. ain't got no eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's you know. yeah, it's a tough world, man. It's a tough world out here. Yeah. I, I, I love so, so, and this is so." I, that's that's another thing. Like I, I think, you know, I've been thinking about this, right? Like as we go more into uh, like a popular culture realm, because I generally, you know, like, I like what I like, right? um And I don't, I don't like, you know, hell, I don't even, you know, Bridget, you know, this, I don't even watch TV. Like I got, I be having to like try to catch up, you know, to talk about that stuff. uh And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that's not my thing, right? But I just also enjoy talking about stuff with people who have done like some type of research, right? On those topics. So like when Chanelo's talking about like, can I live? Like, you know, and and, and even, you know, uh when when like when we we're talking about uh the Jenny McCurdy book, right? Like I just thought that was so cool that those cultures do exist and people are just talking about it. You know, uh, and so I don't I don't think that I wish more conversations were allowed to happen is all is ultimately always the thing. And I think, um, sometimes we get in the way of that in so many different ways, you know, that's just like a random thought that I was, I've just been thinking about, um, in general.
2: Yeah. I want to add to something. Um, actually, let me clarify y'all. Uh, I said, Barry Rice got fired from the New York Times. She resigned. So don't don't sue me, Mm. Bari. She said that anyway, um, (laughs) You know, Reggie, we were talking about this, right? This idea of just, like, if you're getting attacked online, sometimes just log off.
1: Just log off. And (laughs) I
2: feel like sometimes these victims of American cancel culture, right? Because I'm going to agree. If you get killed because of something you wrote, you were literally canceled. But Mm -hmm. the people who are victims of cancel culture, like, why are you guys attacking me for saying this problematic thing? Just log off. Listen. Just log off. Sometimes you just gotta log off and let it.
1: My girl uh, that wrote sixteen nineteen project, like when she be making like the right. on Twitter, she be like, "I'm straight. I'll be back when y'all forget."
3: Right. She like- <laughs> she like, forget. Delete
1: the tweet. Delete the tweet. Move around. I'll be back when y'all forget. I <laughs> my bad. And we don't say nothing. We get week later. We be moved on. You know. <laughs>
2: I swear our consciousness is so... We, we forget quick. Yeah. Just log off, literally. Just log free.
0: off, dog. They'll get something else. Somebody else will mess something
3: up. Else will
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's because a lot of people be fake caring because they see a whole bunch of people fake caring. They don't yeah, want to be I left mean, out.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do they call it? FOMO. I think... Um, yeah. yeah, man. It's just... That's like... So, for instance, it's especially, Reggie, right? The fake caring thing and, and the logging off thing. I don't go into the shade room comments because for one, I know my other opinion is not about the change. Booty Hunter 666 is mine. Right. So why would I go in there? I don't even care that much. I yeah. literally just say, babe, did you see this? Right. But, but, but it'd be people in there trying it. I just
3: don't get it. Yeah. I don't get
1: it. But so some people, like I have a friend, Ooh, that's just fun to him, right? And he no, deserves kind of to do that, too. He's yeah. like, you know, I love swan diving into that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. that's what he likes.
2: Yeah. But hey. I will say, you know, um, just really quick, I mean, if there's anything like what we've seen in the U.S. I mean, what we've seen, you know, with Rushdie in the U.S., it's not coming from the left. It's coming from the right. Like, we really need to talk about it because – Books are getting, like, like, swiped off the syllabus, quite literally. Like, gone, you know, in these, like, Republican-controlled regions. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to talk about, like, the, the the so-called free speech activists never talk about that. They only want to talk about safe spaces and trigger warnings. Can we please talk about how literally, like, The first of all, our history books are totally written to favor a certain side. Mm -hmm. That's cancel culture, literally erasing history. And then on top of that, you're telling, like, I mean, all these black authors getting like literally off the syllabus, barely even made it there in the first place. Now you're for real banned off the Mm -hmm. school library. Like, I just wish the focus was on real instances of cancel culture rather than equating these things to. Someone saying this book is problematic because it has the N-word and they tweeted that online. Like, let's actually talk about how because to me, cancel culture is about power, right? That's mm-hmm. not cancel culture mm-hmm. is about power. When the small guy says to the big guy, I don't like what you're doing, that's not cancel culture. I don't have the ability to get you off of Spotify. Mm-hmm. I don't have the ability to get you off of your ESPN deal. For the most part, sometimes you know, mass you know, protests happen, but when the big guy says to the small guy, "You're done. You're gone." That's a problem to me. So I feel like I'm more worried about governments and Republican-controlled areas saying this book is going to be vanished than I am about some 16-year-old saying this book is problematic. That I mean, yeah, I yeah, absolutely. The
3: attention I agree
2: is with that just-
3: wholeheartedly. yeah. I agree with that
1: wholeheartedly. I think um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't think we're and we, you know, I think we're just not in that space, man. It's just um that is happening you know i'm in mississippi so it's a wrap for all this stuff right and this, it's crazy it's wild um but i think it's um i think so so for instance this is another thing i was just thinking about let me say this before i forget it um now i kind of shut up but um when you're talking about like you know people not focusing on Like the right things, like so. The folks on the left more so talking about safe spaces, etc. Another interesting thing we're not talking about is that the people on the right are co opting those words. So, like in the South, when when they are making the policy, the policy says that it's making the white kids uncomfortable to talk about race in the class, right? So, they co opt it and then act and then like make it practical, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, but this is this where is what. Where I think I just get disheartened, right? I think the reason that we're not active in that is because we are—we are not like that regular, not that like that Facebook distracted. But you know, we're dancing. We, you know, we got enough people in Mississippi to 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 enough Black people and Latinx people in Mississippi to control the political landscape. We got a—I got three, four books up here about that. We know it's been this Black estate and we don't though. We are too busy doing what we enjoy. Um. There's no... I, I've i listened to David Dennis uh, senior talk a few times, right? And I have said this on our show a lot, right? Like when we talk about, like, why is no one on the ground for black-on-black crime, we know there are people on the ground in, like, Chicago, right? Again, they're too busy actually trying to do it to be online, right? But here, that whole voter registration thing is so quiet. Like, they, they have there have been more people of color in Mississippi for a long time. And I don't know if there have been more than ever right now. You know what I mean? And it's, it's dead silent. Like, I don't, I can't tell you, I've been in a lot of places over here and I can't tell you a lot of like, uh, like POC uh, groups that are involved in there. I'm in like the Mississippi um, free democracy or something, but that's ran by a bunch of white folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, that's it's disheartening. I, I don't know. I don't know what we do with all this stuff, you know.
2: Um, um, there was this. Um, this is another example of how I think uh, language gets co optive. Oh my God. What is this author's name? This white woman author, I can't remember her name. She tweeted something about how editors, and so this is she's claiming this. I don't know mm-hmm. that it's necessarily true. Jim Joyce. <laughs> yes, Joyce. Yes. <laughs> yes, <Carol. laughs> she claimed mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. editors were afraid to give mm-hmm. white men a chance mm-hmm. because they you know diversity mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, wow, like you're trying to turn the chessboard on mm-hmm. us. But the mm-hmm. funny thing is like we can see the numbers, you guys. Like, there's no <laughs> way that's true. But that's what happens. I feel like
1: that's what I happens.
2: Like, you see how the canceling gets weaponized by people? Now it's oh, like because we're gonna get criticized, you know, white people, like um Sean Thor Conroe, and I'm obsessed with him. I feel like you guys should have <laughs> me! All these like, you know, GQ, Nylon, they're all reviewing his book, Fuckboy, right? And they keep saying, you know, there's not a lot of white men writing books anymore that are millennials. They keep trying to enforce this narrative that the victims of canceling or critique culture are white men, right? Mm -hmm, Because they're saying mm -hmm. they're afraid to write books. They can't even be masculine anymore in their books. I'm like, where are you guys getting this? But that's why I get hesitant. To use that language of cancel culture, even though I think it does exist, is yeah. because I see how people are using it. Right, the power structures using it to say, "Let's protect the ownership here." Right, because it's uh-huh. like, how are you going to look me in the face and say that white men are the victims of publishing?
3: Yeah,
2: that, that's like insane. Like maybe against white women, maybe, uh-huh. maybe, maybe. I'm just, I'm even giving you that, but not against. Yeah. <laughs> Colors, writers, colors. Wow, this wild,
0: man. Nah, it is, it is, and and listen, we um, we didn't, we didn't give these folks a ton of time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, um, we we appreciate y'all, we we love y'all. I'm gonna mm-hmm. ask y'all though, Chanello and Achilles, is there anything um else y'all would like to maybe share or just um, you know, before we before we uh, I guess get to the to the end, is there anything else you need to share with the folks? Burn it down, guys. We need to burn it all
1: down. Yeah. Reggie's right. Burn it all down.
3: Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I'll
0: take it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever.
3: Listen. Yeah, no facts. Listen. We gotta do what Listen. we gotta do, right? We, we got it's all it.
0: it's about burn action. It. It's about burn action. It. Burn it down, man.
3: Yeah, the merger. Hey. The merger
1: can't happen if there's no people to merge.
3: Nope. True. <laughs>
2: this 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 is
3: entertainment
0: this is this is entertainment
2: uh, i think this isn't gonna be my philosophy as a reader you know in the face of consolidation just really you know stay true to what you like and really just you know unfortunately like reggie said you know technically in a perfect world we would just be buying books we wouldn't have to like look on the cover and look on the back cover and look under the cover and see where, where the imprint hidden parent company is. But I just say like, you know, look for the eccentric, look for the weird. Um, Obviously, you know, stay true to yourself if you're going to read a penguin book, whatever. But I just think that like defaulting to the mainstream is just as the more consolidated, the mainstream gets the, the less good the mainstream is. And, Unfortunately, as readers, I think we have to look elsewhere. Um, But just be authentic readers, you know? I I think authenticity is, like, the way through this. Because I I also don't want us to think too much about this and be so, like, take the joy out of reading, right? Where you're, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, calorie counters, you know? Like, how they, like, you know, you're not even enjoying food anymore because you're, like, looking at the, like, nutrition label. You know, like, to a certain extent, have fun with it, but, you know, try to be consciousness
0: it's hard it's all crazy yeah, yeah. no I, I get it I'll just say this and this right. kind of goes off uh, Chinello's point mm-hmm. there's a difference between postponing and canceling mm. a lot of what people see is postponements someone has to go and time out for 30 minutes <laughs> that mm-hmm. is called postponing mm-hmm. canceling someone is finishing something yeah. You, you never you, forget that. You kill an ant with a sledgehammer. If you cancel a game, that game ain't going to be played. If you postpone it, it's going to be played tomorrow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Stop um, around. And I know y'all don't like positive images, but I got one I'm going to close it out with. Uh-oh! All right. We are going to shout out Will Haygood because Will Haygood recently won The Dayton Literary Prize, sorry, Mm -hmm. he won the Dayton Literary Peace Prize for Lifetime Achievement, Mm -hmm. and Will Haygood is the author of books such as Colorization, which is um, about a hundred or so uh, year history of black film in the United States. He is the author of a book called Tigerland, which recaps like a basketball team, I believe in Ohio, and just like... I guess how that basketball team's success, like what it did, I believe, for like racial relations in that city. Could be a little wrong there, but I know it's about race, basketball, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he is the author of a book you may have heard of or a movie you may have heard of called The Butler.
3: Oh, um, I have to. The, Butler, the
0: Butler was first a book and then it became a movie um, that uh, what Lee Daniels directed.
3: Yep. so awesome.
0: shout out to will haygood and the work that he has done to document black life whether they are national stories or specific stories it's important that black life is documented not only on big scales but small ones document it all because if we don't tell the story somebody else is gonna tell it and they probably won't get it right like we would get it right. <laughs> Yeah, they probably so, won't. <laughs> is uh that is what I have. Chanello thank you for kicking it with us. Um, you know, this means the world. Our first guest co-host, you was in here dropping gems. I was over here taking notes, like, right. okay, what what part of Chinelo talk am I gonna put out there for you the people feminism um,
1: over here right now? You
0: yeah. know what I'm saying? Um So, Chinello, just once again, I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but, like, just let people know where they can find you um, and just anything maybe you got coming up that you want to share.
2: Yeah. So, um, first of all, I want to thank you both for having me on here. It's always a blast. I feel like myself when I'm on here, I feel the most, you know, when you're just around like-minded people, you feel alive. Um, But, yeah, find me on Interested in Black Books a review is coming up on this book the novelist by jordan castro yeah, you
1: got me i'm yeah, trying to see what that's about
2: i am obsessed with auto fiction so i might have a little rant on it soon maybe on my uh bookstagram um but yeah and um i'm just you know reading uh, being a lawyer you know doing stuff but i just i really <laughs> just recently have been thinking about the importance of bookstagram and the importance of critique you know, mm. us being uh, a center of critique for these books, especially as mergers happen, because we need to be able to say, you know what, that was trashed. Send it back to the drawing room. There's like critique is an art, and I think Oscar Wilde said that. But anyway, so yeah, that's what I'm reading, and um, yeah, you'll see a review on it, <laughs> man, and maybe I'll hop on Book Talk with uh, Akili. Yeah, yeah.
1: Don't do no do don't, don't don't do too much now. Just say I love
2: this book. I really
1: love this book, and just get off. <laughs> <laughs> word,
2: word. I'm gonna man. just throw it off the wall.
1: Yo, they, <laughs> they, they,
2: they love make, that.
1: They
0: love it. They love it. Boomerang it. Make that sucker bounce off of it. <laughs> Yo, man. For Chanelo E. Kim and Achille Naziri, I'm Reggie Bailey. This has been episode 42 of Books of Pop Culture. We thank you if you're still here. We thank you if you left. And we'll see you next time.